from 1983 to 1993 and five albums in between. This is Pods or Pods Forever, the only podcast that discusses sex, body image, manifest destiny, <laughs> prostitutes, friendship, and the entirety of the first decade compilation by everyone's favorite contemporary Christian hitmaker nicknamed Smitty, Michael W. Smith. <laughs> yeah. And we're back. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, this is this is a long time coming. You <laughs> Who know, are you again? I'm Andrew. I'm John. <laughs> this is our podcast. This yeah. is Pods or Pods Forever. Yes. We made this joke, I don't know how long ago. I think we talked about Probably the second episode. Did we? Def Leopard possibility, which did become a, a <laughs> it reality. Did, it did become a reality. Check those archives. Go back and listen to Def Leopard because it's yeah. a fun one. Yes. And I so, think... Yeah. In that one, we were like, okay, so Def Leppard was my first CD I ever bought. Yes. And yours was? The First Decade by Michael W. Smith, 1983 to 1993. Uh, it's a compilation record, as I said in my uh, intro. Uh, it, it's comprised of five records um, that he put out in that decade so shy do i need to explain the concept anymore of this record <laughs> this is known as a best of this is but the thing is he had so many number one hits yeah he did that he couldn't even i mean they wouldn't it, it would be like probably like a triple album yeah. if they had to if he had to put every single number one song i couldn't fit them all on one couldn't CD. fit them all so basically as john was saying we for anybody who's maybe listening to the pod for the first time um we normally do we've been going through the mxpx discography mm-hmm. for almost a year it's been a while it's been a while it's been we have decided to discuss um the first albums we've ever we ever purchased we did one with Def Leppard for John which was Adrenalize yes it was a bit of a punchy episode <laughs> classic this, yeah this uh, this one's going to be quite a bit different um because you <laughs> the, for the regular listeners you have no idea what's coming um <laughs> For you Smitty heads. For you Smitty heads, you you kind of you probably already know the deal. Um, So we're going to go track by track of the of this album, kind of talk about where I was at the time when I remember having this album. Kind of go down memory lane a little bit. Um, But before we get into that, we kind of got to do some of our normal stuff. Yeah, because this is. Even, this is pods or pods forever, but sure. it's also yeah, it's still Magpod. We're still in Mag Magnified Studios West. Yeah, we we still got you know the the essentials. We got we got <laughs> Harry right here. We got my dog on the floor snoring. Yeah, We're just breathing and existing. We got some <laughs> candy. Yes. Okay. So I need to. Yeah. I wanna. Um, do you want one of these beers? Sure. All right. We got. We have some spiteful brewing working for the weekend double IPA. Uh, spiteful brewing is based out of Chicago. They are one of uh, what what would be called, I think, part of 
um, Brewers Row. Oh yeah, kind of Ravenswood. In, in the Ravenswood area. Yeah, everything uh, they do is great. Yep. So here we go. Cheers to you. Oh yeah, Smitty. So I'll. Uh, I'm gonna let. You, I, I don't want to be presumptuous and open your beer for you, but thank you. I'm um, a big boy. You're a big boy, and so oh man, we still have some leftover starbursts from the last step. We don't have any more. I think we finished all of the the spicy, spicy. ones. I looked for them in the store and could not find them. You so. know where you can get them though. <laughs> that that the Palatine shell, the shell, shell station. station. <laughs> Dang, I yeah. hit that place up. <laughs> yeah, man, they got all the good stuff. Uh, so, but in lieu of actual starbursts. Oh yeah, man. Got to get that. This is what the Smitty heads are looking for. <laughs> they want that. They want that MWS a- ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, we don't have the typical our typical candy. We're we're branching out. Well, this is in keeping with our ongoing segment, eating my kids' most recent holiday <laughs> candy. So we got some Starburst jelly beans. Boom. Uh, you know. I seem to remember you saying, oh, what is this? There's a, so you have the, the usual, um, you got the strawberry, you have orange, Mm. cherry, Mm. but then they have some image. I'm looking at the packaging and it has a green one, right? There is an apple and some blueberries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they're, um, we're in for just a whole a whole world of you know excitement we tonight. have done so much free advertising for starburst <laughs> and for the, the mars company i would like some crates of starburst <laughs> please i would take that also in the form of money <laughs> yeah money also probably better yeah you'd have less teeth falling out on the show <laughs> yes <laughs> fillings yeah i did uh new listeners <laughs> i lost a filling right before we started <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what episode it was, but we were doing. Couldn't we were, have been that long after Halloween because we were still no, eating that Halloween candy, right? No, we was, were no. It was way after because okay, we. I don't know. It was when we were doing the, the uh, the sour candies when everybody was like, "All right, oh, we're yeah. kind of over the starbursts. Let's <laughs> Time let's to do sour. <laughs> let's do some sour." And yeah. then I was eating the sour patch. Oh right, we had the sour patch kids. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor teeth. I know, right? Um, and yeah. the beatus. Dump those, dump those beans out, bro. All right. Yeah, my, uh, my recollection of the regular flavors is that they're pretty close to the regular Starburst. Uh, yeah, I just did a red. Okay. Pretty close. Tastes like a just tastes like a jelly bean. Okay. Not particularly a red no. Starburst. No. Yeah, that's true. And I gotta get my pink, my I'm a pink boy pink over boys. here. Pink bean boys. Oh. Just regular the, jelly beans? No. The that pink. One's, that one's pink on. tastes like the pink. All right. <laughs> the red was disappointing, actually. Okay. I don't think you can you can reproduce stuff. The um that starbursty flavor without yeah. having just that concentrated taffy right. candy flavor. It's kinda just like regular jelly beans only like super fruity. Um pretty good though, across the board. I think these are Jelly beans with Starburst printed on them. <laughs> Could be. Let's they don't see. taste any different than regular jelly beans. Yellow is still the worst of yep. these. Yeah. Not great. Um, 
I didn't get a chance to ask. Oh, oh, Apple is great. <laughs> yeah, Apple is good. Apple rules. Maybe it's time for a green Starburst. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we got our beer. We got our Starburst jellies. Mm-hmm. Um, lemon, even in jelly bean form. Right. Still no good. Still no. Still no good. The worst. <laughs> um, this is the content people need. <laughs> what else? What else we got going on? Um, MXPX. MXPX. Let's jump into some MXPX news. So for those who are listening last episode, I think it was the last episode, if they were tracking with the eBay Yes, that um, was last episode. Drums. Um I guess that was two weeks ago since we skipped last week, right. which we have good reason for. <laughs> yes we do. Don't you worry. Anyway, so those records went for an absurd amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get uh, teenage politics like I was hoping. It was a bummer uh, because it ended up, I think it ended up going for $95 uh, for that single record. Let me look it up here. 96 um, the Poconatch vinyl went for a hundred and sixty-seven dollars. That's wild. Yeah. So. But what did you get, bro? I did get on the cover. Yeah. Which came today, or yesterday actually. Um, but I am currently bidding on another MXPX Teenage Politics vinyl. What are you up to? It's up to fifty-eight bucks, so it's not nothing. It's not nothing, but reasonable. It's, it's also uh, what I'm trying to do here is get a decent price uh, that I can't already get on Discogs right. because I can I can go onto Discogs and and they have the records going for like fifty some bucks, but yeah. you you have to get them shipped. From Japan sure. or Germany or yeah. Spain or wherever they're shipping from. And it's like, well, that sort of defeats the purpose. I'm trying to be a bargain hunter here, mm-hmm. guys. All right. And Have you checked out that uh, Michael W. Smith vinyl? How's that looking? Uh, oh, f*** me. Christ. my life. John, we're back. Um, do you want to? Sorry, Michael W. Smith, for those <laughs> curse words. Um, yeah. So you were just asking me about Michael W. Smith vinyl, and I spilled a f-ing beer all yeah. over my computer. It was it was not a little bit. Um, so we're gonna record this episode and hope that nothing <laughs> is broken forever. Yeah. Uh, it smells great in here. Oh, it smells amazing. What? <laughs> An idiot. Um, so we were talking MXPX news. Right. MXPX is going to be playing a show in Canada, mm-hmm. which is surprising because on the most recent episode of the My Career podcast, they were talking about some issues that they were having with maybe playing in Canada. Um, and now, all of a sudden, just after this episode was released, they're playing the Montebello 
Rock Festival. It looks pretty uh, rad. Which looks pretty rad. We cannot go, but um, it looks pretty amazing. So, for all you um, MXPX heads up in Canada, yeah, up in the Sketch, maybe. Um, it's in Montreal, right? It's in, it is, I think it's in Montreal, so I don't know if maybe people from the Sketch will want to go, but they should, because this is, this is probably going to be your chance for a while. Um, I feel like Justin Trudeau probably racked out to some MXPX in his day. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain of it. <laughs> um, all right, so in addition to that, I got some new MXPX swag. Yeah. And not just MXPX swag, but... Some tumble down train. Choo choo. Choo choo. All aboard. All aboard, man. I I'm rocking that tumble new tumble down hoodie. It looks right now. Great. Just got it in today, so um, pumped about it. So, anything else that you want to talk? Maybe we should get to some some voicemails. Let's do it. Um, we have some voicemails from. Uh, Michael W. Smith. We have some <laughs> Smitty. Hey guys. Hey, uh, Smitty, who's up? It's, uh, just want to talk about the bad. That's not how he talks. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, we do have. So in the previous episode, we talked about the MXPX shows in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, our boy Adam, who came out. To the mm-hmm. show, all the way from North Carolina. All the way from North Carolina, uh, he he was at the Friday show. He was not at the Saturday show, um, and he took some issue with us talking about which night he pref- which night we preferred, and we were talking about the Saturday show being pretty rad. Um, and so he's calling in with some defense of Friday tonight. Let's hear it. What's up, guys? This is Adam. I'm going to drop the from North Carolina part from now on. There's no <laughs> other Adam that calls in. You guys know who I am at this point. So this is Adam. Uh, calling in, maybe with some controversy. You guys really talked up how great the Saturday night show was. And... I'm here to defend Friday night. That said, I was not at Saturday night, so I can't really speak to how hyped the band was, how hyped the crowd was. Maybe Saturday was the better overall experience, but I'm going to say, based on the set list, Friday night was superior. Hmm. And here's why. Let's break it down. Obviously, they played a lot of the same songs both nights, so we're just going to look at the songs that were unique to each night. You have some clear cases where they just swap songs off specific albums. So, for instance, the uh, self-titled, Friday night, they played all of it. Saturday night, they played moments like this. I'm going to be honest, Advantage goes to Saturday night in that instance. Between those two songs, I would also pick moments like this. Skip down to Life in General. Friday night, they played Do Your Feet Hurt. And Southbound, Saturday they played Move to Bremerton. Right away, Friday wins. It's a two-for-one. Correct. You get two songs off Life in General versus the one on Saturday. Not to mention, personally, 
I'd rather hear Do Your Feet Hurt or Southbound over Move to Broverton. So Friday night's a clear winner there. Yeah. Uh, slowly going away to the Buffalo. Friday night, you got Invitation Understanding. Saturday, you had Final Slow Dance. Both those songs rule. It's a draw. Subjectively, objectively, I can't pick one over the other. You're a winner both nights there. That leaves three songs off three, I don't know, random albums, other albums. Friday night, you got Let It Happen from Let It Happen, the best MXPX release. Lonesome Town from the Renaissance EP, and Dolores from Teenage Politics. Saturday, Darkest Places from Panic, Play It Loud, Before Everything and After, Walking By from Poconaccia. I'm not going to discount how awesome Walking By would be to hear live. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm glad you guys heard it. Mm-hmm. But guys, Friday night's the better three. Let It Happen from the Let It Happen compilation? Come on. That's the best MXPX release of all time. Let It Happen, the album. Lonesome Town? I mean, the Renaissance EP is, is killer. And guys, <laughs> your favorite album, your gateway drug into MXPX <laughs> was Teenage Politics. You got Dolores on Friday night in addition to Punk Rock Show. That's true. So he's making it's some a compelling com- case. Makes, makes a compelling case. Yes. So I don't know, John. We, I think we may have been caught up in the the amazingness of walking by and and I, f- I mean, for me, walking by darkest places, play it loud. Yeah. Any set that has those three is going to win. But you know, I was looking at our top three from slowly and. I had Final Slow Dance. You had Invitation Understanding. So, yeah. I don't know. Kind of a wash. They're both both good. Yeah. He continues. To Adam again. Got cut off while I was making my case for Friday night. I think I'd gotten to the point where I was talking about the, the last kind of three songs. Uh, I was talking about how your gateway drug into MXPX with Teenage Politics. They played the extra Teenage Politics song, Dolores, on Friday night. <sighs> Dolores, Lonesome Town, Let It Happen. I just feel like overall it's a better three, stronger three songs than Walking By, Play It Loud, and Darkest Places. Darkest Places, Play It Loud, they're great songs. But that's newer school MXPX. I like it, but I just feel like the deeper cuts, the old school MXPX with Let It Happen, Lonesome Town, and Dolores. I don't know, guys. I got to go Friday night on this one. Again, that's just based on set list. I'm sure Saturday night was a fucking blast. Sorry, was a really big blast. Language. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was awesome. Obviously, both nights were probably stellar. There's no losers at an MXPX show, only winners. So take my opinion for what it's worth. I'd go with Friday Night Set List. So anyways, guys, hope all is well. Magpot for life. Thanks, buddy. Great takes. Yeah. Hot, hot takes. Yeah, hard to argue with some of that. I mean, especially, I mean, he, we both love Let It Happen. It's true. Um, I mean... I don't know if I can call it an album. I mean, yeah. like it, it's a compilation. It's it's. I love, love, love yes. that record. Yeah. Um, I can't. Yeah. I, the the legal side of me can't consider that a proper LP, though. 
I mean, as far as um, non-studio albums are are concerned, yeah, it's at the top. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, Dolores, that was pretty special. It was pretty special. Hard to beat. Yeah, we were pretty excited about that. And I hear what he's saying, but I think you know, part of the fun of doing the pod has been like kind of discovering or rediscovering some of the later stuff yeah. so like i knew that hearing let it happen and lonesome town would be great but like yeah i have a newfound appreciation for say darkest places so sure sure anyway um both nights were great he's correct correct and we were all winners uh who do we have i think we got some uh nikki p hello my dudes it's your boy nikki p colin Early in the morning. Just uh, listening to the episode. Sorry about that. I mean, I've got like freaking, I've got, you know, we already touched it on the pod, but, you know, not only do I have one three-hour podcast from my favorite boys, that's on info, I love hearing three hours of your beautiful voices in my ear hole, (laughs) but then I got my four hours of my Carrera. That gets her my career for us, you yeah. know, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> uh, but just her, I'm like halfway through the episode hearing how y'all had a good time. Super pumped that you guys uh, rocked out with your uh, socks out. And I'm super sad that I wasn't there, but next time. I heard they were coming to Atlanta, so yeah. I'm going to be going to that show. So if anyone's trying to make a trip down to Atlanta, uh, if you're coming through Nashville, you got a place to stay. Oh, snap. Uh, anyway, I'm sure I'll probably call you back. Uh, many smooches. Peace. Magnified pod for life. Thanks, bud. Our boy Nikki P. Throwing, throwing his couch out yeah, there. Generous for, offers. For um, MXPX heads to crash at his place. I will not be making it to that show I will, however, be making it to the Five Iron Show in Michigan coming up in June. There's one in Grand Rapids, one in Detroit. Yes, I'm going to the G-Rap show. Um, I'm going uh, John TBD. Shrug? Um, Danny Stairs is going. I think we got our boy Riker going. Could have Magpod mini meetup potential here that's true it is there is some potential um and you know what if mxpx decides to play another washington state show we'll see i mean that might that might need to happen Phantom Cackler. <laughs> he returns. Strikes again. <laughs> the Phantom Cackler Strikes Again is the 1997 Scott album. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, I love the Phantom Cackler's early work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he picks it up. <laughs> he does. A lot. Um, so, John, perhaps we should talk about why we didn't record last mm. week because and we should head to rocket town i think we might need to i think we might need to head to rocket town <laughs> i'm just 
I'm just saying because we were going to record last week, last Thursday. Yeah. But then something <laughs> incredible happened. <laughs> the Lord intervened. Um, and I think we need to listen to ah, something we recorded. Sounds good. Last Thursday. That might do a little, a little explanation, mm. if you will. Mm. Okay, John, um, we're in my car about to drive to the Sears Center uh-huh. to go see Mike Lebby Smith. And people might assume that hearing my voice, this would be post-show. <laughs> from screaming, from screaming all the worship songs. Screaming Secret Ambition or Go West Young Man. <laughs> but no, I... Um, unfortunately, had lost my voice um, sometime between yesterday and this morning. Perfect. And um, <clears throat> so, I'm gonna start driving. Do you want to share some of your thoughts, or do you have any idea where this place is? <laughs> I can do, do, that do you want a map? I can map it. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like, in a way, it's all been leading up to this. <laughs> I think. Uh... I think the the natural <laughs> next step of the MXBX podcast yeah. is MWS. Right. I mean. This was all a long con to get to this point. It was our secret ambition. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, we so we we go from all the MXPX puns to all the Michael <laughs> W. Smith, Smith puns. Um, We're going west, young man. We are. Um, um Yeah, take a left. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We uh, this came together yesterday. Um, very quickly, <laughs> and uh, we we were planning on doing the pods or pods forever um, pod <laughs> for a long time, and we were going to record at my house uh, tonight, which is Thursday, Maundy Thursday, yeah. celebrating Holy Week uh, with Michael, <laughs> as the Lord intended, and I was like, oh, he's playing a show literally the same night at a venue that's not far from my house. Um, and we should try to go. So we emailed his manager and his press team, told him about the pod. Yeah, we're just sort of like, we're like, what's, we have no, it's a, it doesn't matter. Like, we're not going to lose something just by trying. Might as well just like, be like, hey, can we get press credentials to interview Michael? Yeah. And you can. Yeah, so then. They knew about the pod, obviously. Big fans. Uh, big, big MXPX heads <laughs> over at Michael W. Smith Industries. That's right. Or whatever. MWS. What was it called? MWS. Uh, I don't know. Incorporated. Um, take it right up here. And not only did we hear back very quickly, like but 15, minutes, 15 minutes, but they were like, yeah, you can totally, here's tickets, here's uh, uh, passes for a meet and greet and a Q&A. Uh, so we're going to meet our buddy Michael very, very shortly here. Um, it's so I feel like we need to pause there. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> this is a real thing that, that happened, happened <laughs> on Earth. Yes. <laughs> I was, so let me just kind of break down. I was um, working remote from a coffee shop when John emailed me this information it was like this is amazing it's happening at the exact same time and at first i was like that's pretty amazing 
let me just check out and see what tickets would be. Maybe we could go and just, but the tickets were like super, they weren't cheap. They weren't cheap. So then he pitched this idea of like, Hey, maybe we can see, you know, I think it'd be, cause we were already planning to do this podcast. <laughs> we were planning to talk about him that night, that night. <laughs> and he was playing. And so it was like, it was just sort of a shot in the dark. Um, so I was sitting in this coffee shop. Um, I was about to go get my, my hair cut in, you know, uh, which was right next door. And so I'll just, um, let me just read, uh, the email that I sent them. Uh, this was at 2.52 PM. Uh, my name is Andrew. I'm one half of the podcast magnified pod along with my co-host, John. We do a weekly podcast where we discuss culture, religion, politics, music. John and I both grew up in the church which is why a lot of our culture conversations revolve around the Christian alternative music scene of the 90s. We have specifically been discussing one band for nearly a year, MXPX, but we also do side episodes where we discuss other artists. In an upcoming episode, we are going to discuss Michael W. Smith and his his album, The First Decade. The impetus for this episode is that The First Decade was my very first album that I ever owned. In our research, we realized that Mike will be in Chicago tomorrow evening, where we are based. Recognizing this is a long shot and short notice, we were wondering if we could receive press credentials and be able to interview Michael for our episode. With so much happening this year for him, we would be interested to hear more from him as he looks back on 35 years of Friends. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, Appropriately, we're calling the episode Pods or Pods Forever. I recognized we're not the typical podcast that Michael would speak with, but we figured it would be worth reaching out in case it was possible. Thank you. So, um, I, I, I honestly <laughs> never expected to hear anything, anybody to hear, <laughs> to hear back from anybody, but, um, this dude Chaz, um, so I send this at two fifty two at three eleven. He said he loved the concept um, but didn't have the ability to add something this late, meaning an interview. And so when I first read that, I was like, okay. But then he said he'd be happy to set us up with tickets and passes for a meet and greet. Boom. Um, but he can't arrange the interview. So I was like, well, uh, what? Like, <laughs> see, I, I wasn't even really like expecting it. I wasn't like going for like free stuff. I wasn't like looking for right. tickets or meet. I was like... I, honestly, I was, I was hoping, for, I was like trying to think, like let's just see if we can talk to him. Yeah. And this was like, um, like better than anything I could have yeah. ex- expected. Um, and then so this guy Chaz and and then Keelan uh, hooked us up with, um, backstage, not backstage, but like uh, the meet and greet and some dope seats yeah <laughs> so we'll we'll get to that in a, in a second but let's uh, we may repeat some of this from yeah. uh but Super bizarre i mean because <laughs> well first off he kind of started off he's like i love this idea unfortunately i don't have and on on such short notice i don't have time to put this together and so i, I was reading this i was like oh it's kind of uh, kind of assuming like yeah this is not gonna work but he followed it up with like, yeah, you can't do an interview, but here's all this other free stuff. Right. 
And yeah. I was like, and these guys were, everybody was, just, they were just so generous, yeah. you know? Like, they don't know us from Adam. And I said in the email, like, we're obviously, this is not like the kind of typical um, podcast that Michael would probably do. And if they have listened to it since then, <laughs> we're sorry. We're, we're, we're sorry. Um, like, I wasn't I wasn't going to come out and say something in the email like you would probably hate our podcast or something like that. No. But um but we are sorry if if you've listened to any of it. Um but you know, uh they were just I think it's just very kind that they would even offer us anything um at all. So, yeah. I'm kind of Curious. I've never. Have you ever been to the Sears Center? Never been. It's uh, a huge place. It's I've pretty driven, big. I've driven by it, and it's pretty. It's a pretty large spot. So yeah, it's uh, it's Michael W. Smith and Newsboys. Yeah. We should say, and not just Newsboys, but Newsboys United. I don't know what that means. That means so for a long time the uh, original lead singer of the band, frontman, the Australian dude. Yeah, um, was out of the band. He would still record and uh, write songs and stuff, but he wouldn't tour. And they hired the Michael Tate Michael from DC Tate. Talk. Yeah. But this tour, it's the original dudes plus Michael Tate. Oh, no way. And whoever else has come in since then. So big night for a lot of people that aren't necessarily us. Um, and, and I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, have seen, I have seen Michael W. Smith before. Yes. And I have seen the Newsboys and DC talk before. All right. So let me break that down. <laughs> High school, I saw DC talk and audio adrenaline on the Jesus Freak tour. <laughs> the best lineup ever. And, um, which is also kind of full circle because Kevin Max um, ended up playing. Or like singing with audio adrenaline oh, funny. after the DC Talk guys kind of went their own way. Anyway, I saw um, the Newsboys also in high school. Both of these were like for uh, youth group of course. outings, of course, which I think we did see some youth groups. Yes, we did. Uh, at this event. Um, I saw Michael W. Smith... In December of 2002, okay. um, the same night that Five Iron Frenzy was playing at North Park. <laughs> That's right. With the Huntingtons. Squad 5 And Squad 5 and um, Ace Troubleshooter. Right. Quite the lineup. Uh, yeah. I was... Incredibly bummed that I didn't see. Um, it's worth it though, Smitty. <laughs> was it a Christmas show? It was a Christmas show. Yeah. And I went with my soon-to-be ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Ooh, your pre-ex-girlfriend. <laughs> my pre-ex-girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yes, to quote Five Iron. Um, yeah, it was maybe. Um, it wasn't too, too long 
after that that we broke up. <laughs> Smitty, Smitty was it? <laughs> it was. It was what la- broke you it guys? was the last straw. <laughs> but um, I had told her I wanted to go see this show, mm-hmm. this this uh, five iron show, and oh, not the Michael W. Smith show. <laughs> no, and and <laughs> you're you're putting Harriet to sleep. I'm putting Harriet. To, yeah. <laughs> Harry is so loud right now. <laughs> no, but I told her that I wanted to go see the show, and then she surprised me with tickets, and I'm like, yes, awesome. And then it was this Michael L. B. Smith Christmas show, and, <laughs> so I, and I was like, what? <laughs> I thought you were excited to go to that show. Um, It was at a point where I was really struggling with my faith. Okay. And was she excited to go or was it because she knew that you grew up liking him? Um, I think she thought it was a really nice gesture. Um, <laughs> but it was also kind of par for the course of her kind of doing what she wanted mm. and ignoring. Called out ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't listen to the pod. Are you sure? I am 100% sure. <laughs> Um, anywho, I was also a little bit wrong about the Newsboys United. It was that plus, um, the other dude, the dude with the hair. Oh, he, <laughs> cause he, he was out for a while and he, he came back for, for this. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, it's been, he, he looked amazing. He looked um, great. We, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so, um, it's just a, it's a big reunion for me. Yeah. Uh, with all our friends and well, friends hashtag, um, and hashtag yeah, friends thirty five. That's we should, right. We talk about that. Thirty five years of friends. I mean, we, we. I mean, it was the Lord, I think. But we really chose a funny time to cover Michael W. Smith because he had the show the same night. He's got this thirty fifth anniversary big concert in Nashville coming up. Yeah, this summer it's good. It's like all these huge uh, CCM artists. And I feel like I saw somebody on the, like, maybe somebody from the Backstreet Boys was going to, yes. like, Brian Luttrell, I think. <laughs> Correct. Is, is um, performing. Yep. Um, it's going to be something. Yeah, it's going to be probably your girl Amy. Will Amy will definitely be there. Amy Grant, for those who aren't on a first name basis. Um, <laughs> so. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about, uh, it's called 35 Years of Friends Celebrating the Music of Michael W. Smith. Um and it has a who's who of people um, coming to. Um, it's called. It says the star-studded lineup set to tribute uh, Christian music favorite Michael Levy Smith continues to grow. Billy Ray Cyrus, Charlie Daniels, Gavin DeGraw lead a list a list of ten acts added to the a Nashville tribute of the celebrated performer. Um, I'm assuming. Uh, Nick Polk's couch is available to any yes of those for anybody. Um, Nick Polk is going to be going to the show. Uh, some of which, so is Brian Luttrell of the Backstreet Boys, Amy Grant, as we mentioned. Uh, who else we got on here? Uh, Jars of Clay is going to be there. Match. Uh, Jordan Sparks. We have Mercy Me. The Newsboys will be there. Phil Kagi. Point of Grace, Randy Travis, Rascal Flats. Did we get Sandy pa- Sandy Patty? Sandy Patty, yeah, she's, the lead. She's old school. She is old school. Uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Vince Gill, um, Winona. 
yeah, so it's it's gonna be that's gonna be a pretty big event. So for you Smitty heads, yeah. you should probably uh, check it out. So yeah, it's, it's AG. AG. It's it's the Michael W. year, and we're just yeah. we're just part of it. So we have no idea what this is going to entail, or not, not even. <laughs> I have, I have no. My expectations for this um, do, do not exist. <laughs> well, part of it is like I remember that the newsboys used to do this thing where the drummer would be. Oh, I like, think they still do it. They do that like lifting, rotating uh-huh. riser, like. Yep. Well, it spins around. Spins around. I'm super into that. So. <laughs> yeah, it's we. It, this night is a giant question mark. Yeah. We're just walking through these doors that open up and uh, seeing what happens. So. Yeah, we're it. So it's. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna be there <coughs> shortly. The the um, doors open at five. I think the Q and A starts at five thirty. Yeah. And then the meet and greets starts <laughs> shortly after that. Right. And and like I honestly have no idea where our seats are. No. How many people are part of this like VIP thing? <laughs> um. And part of me feels like bad like that there are people that maybe more <laughs> yes sincerely certainly more would have like appreciated like yeah. this like i mean this is both this is like more a part of my right upbringing more so than yours yeah um but surely there are lots of people out there who presently are still super into it and yeah. would want to have this opportunity and we just strolled into it Oh, just here it comes. Michael W. Key change. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it. Um, yeah. Oh, man, those minor chords. Love those minor chords. <laughs> love those minor chords. Uh, I gotta say, yeah. doing a little research, he's still hitting those high notes. Yeah. Dude's in his 60s, crushing uh, it. I think he's in his late. I think he's 50s. Wikipedia says 61. He's 61? <laughs> and, you want another little yes. uh, factoid? How many Dove Awards do you think he's won? <laughs> Um, how many Dove Awards have there been? <laughs> well, they're about the amount he's given out. Yeah. He's had 45 Dove Awards. Unbelievable. Three Grammys. That, that I assumed he probably got um, for his, what was it, his 1990? I think so. What was it? Uh, the one with the, where, where he has the... Is it the Go West Young Man? Go West Young Man is the 91. That was his big crossover. Yeah, he performed on The Tonight Show. Wow. Um, Like, he he had some... He did have some crossover billboard charting singles. I mean, Place in This World, number one jam. I think it was number seven on Billboard, something like that. I mean, it is a jam. It is a jam. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Our top three. Yeah, we... uh, we, yeah, we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, setting the scene a bit, I assume by the end of tonight, we'll be partying in uh, empty office buildings with Michael <laughs> per Andrew's last uh, yeah. experience. Um, I'm assuming that I'll be um, dancing with Mike yeah. to, with, to some hollow notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been practicing my picture-perfect choreography. Dude, so this is also a jam. It is a, it is a legit jam. He's gonna bring us up on stage, and we're gonna do the moves. Uh, so anyway, we will. We'll, a, a Prince flavor here. For sure. Um, but all right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Michael B. Smith was on the Tonight Show in August of 1991, uh, performing the song 
for you. Mm. I'm kind of surprised he didn't perform Go West, Young Man. Yeah, that's, that's uh, a big one. It's kind of an interesting choice, but... Um, I was also wrong about Place in this World actually hit number six okay. on the Billboard Hot 100. So That's a... Pretty good. Big. It's pretty big. Not bad. It is not not bad. Um, so we're in this in this. You know, we're talking about uh, these music videos. We're talking about. I found this live video <laughs> of Mike Lubby Smith performing "Picture, Picture Perfect. Perfect." I think live is questionable, by the way, at least it, in terms of audio. <laughs> in terms of audio, one hundred percent. I think it was like. It was 100% pre-recorded um, yeah. audio, but... It's incredible, though. It is. Please go look it up right now. Please go look <laughs> up. Michael, pause. Pause the episode. Uh, Google Picture Perfect. Is this it? I think this is it. Yes. There we go. It's called Michael W. Smith Picture Perfect 1993 Live. And, oh, man, it is so good. <laughs> Every it's everything about this video is 1993, <laughs> mullets everywhere, um, people. My wheelhouse. Are, oh, the the choreography are out of their minds. Oh man, everybody is just it's so good. All the dance moves are incredible. Did so, we hear this song in the concert? You'll have to keep listening. I don't know. To find Maybe you'll have to sing. listen to find out. So. So what happens? We get the tickets. We Uh get our lanyards that have... VIP, baby. Yeah, VIP. Um, We get in line, get inside, and they have some merch tables set up. And I was actually immediately impressed with with the the prices on um, Smitty's CDs. Yeah. I think he had a new worship CD, and it was like five bucks. Yeah. Go ahead, Smitty. And, and, and then, like, he had a bunch of other ones that were just, like, they're all, like, ten bucks. Yeah. So... Punk rock. Yeah, man. He's he's punk AF. So I thought that was legit, that he was, yeah. like, just keeping those prices cheap on those on those records. Good yeah. for him. When he covered Walking By, I thought that was, like, <laughs> it a was, really cool it nod was to un- his punk past. To his roots. <laughs> you know you know when Smitty was signed with Tooth and Nail for a minute? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they were like... It was a good time. Yeah, he was punk AF. Anyway, so we we were sort of like wandering around for a bit, trying to find... We were like, we got our tickets and we looked at them, and yeah. um, so I think I have a we'll little bit... talk about it a little. Yeah. All right, so we are sitting in... Very close Very to close stage. to the stage. Row five... Um, on the floor, we are to the right of what do you call it? Like I guess the catwalk, catwalk thing. Yeah, it's like the part that sticks out from the center yeah. of the stage where they can like walk and do their shredding and yeah, right in our faces, gesticulations. <laughs> um, and did they do that? Oh, they sure did. Um, Smitty loves doing this. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um. So, John, we just met... The man himself. We just met Smitty. Maybe we should pause here for a second. (laughs) Sure. Because 
We didn't talk about the Q&A. Yeah. How much do we want to talk about the Q&A? <laughs> um, Not the easiest part no. of the night. So, <clears throat> so one of the things that I recognize... some jelly beans for this conversation. One of the things I recognize going into this night is... Um, we we both knew that this was not going to be our scene. Right. Um, there you go. And John is dropping pills on the table over here. <laughs> um, we knew we have strongly differing um, views, theological views and political views from probably just about literally every single person who earnestly bought tickets to the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we were going um, sort of just like as a, um, not like, not an experiment, but just like we we had, it was an opportunity. I mean, if you're doing a Pods or Pods Forever episode you're not gonna not go meet michael w smith yeah that's 100 percent true so um part of us knew we're like yeah this is gonna be a little different than you know kind of our scene but we're not not gonna do it so the q a was kind of a bummer yeah uh so I I was struggling with my voice. So I I wanted to ask a question, but I didn't have really have the the voice to do it. Um, but a lot of the questions were not questions, not really questions, and more of a well, how would like yeah, like a glorifying contest. Yeah, like, like how if it, it just felt like people were trying to out Christian each other. Yeah, like just um, talking about everybody was like, you know, I just want to start off by you know giving all glory to God and just want to thank you for your for your, you know your years of um, testimony and your and 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 it's like <clears throat> this is like not normally like the kind of the scene that I'm in, and I'm not discounting these people's you know, honest and earnest faith, but sure. it just, uh, some of the que- line of questions were just made me feel like, yeah. I mean, we were a little unclear on what the whole vibe and setup was going to be. And it was just that they had Michael and the newsboys come out and sit on the stage yeah. for the folks that had these Q and a passes. Um, so it was like, I don't know, what do you think? Like 50 people maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, and just kind of sat near the stage and asked questions anybody wanted to ask. And it was like a lot of kids asking like, what's your favorite song? And I mean, which is fine, which is fine. I wanted to ask like something musical and, and real, you know, like it's cool that they were making themselves available. And I was like, I wish I could think of a question. <laughs> it's like the Mike Herrera problem. Yeah. Like I, I'm not prepared to ask like a legit, like what would they have an interesting time answering right now instead of like, What's your favorite way to, to glorify the Lord or whatever? Oh, boy. Well, somebody did ask about their songwriting process. That's true. Which was good. But specifically about VeggieTales, right? <laughs> or was that a different one? <laughs> yeah, I think that was one kid asked about VeggieTales. And, yeah. But somebody asked, um, 
um, Smitty about his songwriting, and he talked about how the song Friends was written super like three minutes or something super fast, yeah. and like, and his wife wrote the lyrics, and right. it was. I like, think I leaned over and said, "You can tell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. And I mean, it's a classic song. He did say as he was introducing it, he's like, like "I didn't think I'd have to sing this for yeah. my entire career." Right? He was like, "I don't know why I would cho- I would not choose to keep playing this, but I see that it makes you happy, and so I keep playing it." So I think there's some acknowledgement that it's like pretty cheesy, but yeah, there's some definite cheese. The lyrics are yeah, some cheese factor it's to a, them. It's a cheese castle. It resides in within Wisconsin. The cheese castle, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it it was cool that they, I feel like he gave the most sort of thoughtful, least weird answers out of anybody on stage. Yeah. yeah. And so after that, they were like, all right, so line up and, you know, get in line for the, right. the, the meet and greet. Which we weren't sure what that would look like either. Yeah. What it ended up looking like was everybody kind of swung through a room that they were in and there was one one picture one camera rule there wasn't really time for a lot of chatting and but you did get a chance to talk to him i did i had a chance to talk to smitty real quick i just sort of just went down the line and shook hands with everybody and i said to smitty i was like hey just wanted to let you know like first decade album was the first album that i ever bought and he didn't really have much of he's like cool yeah he's like i don't know what else you're gonna say (laughs) like are you serious (laughs) i mean no way (laughs) it bumped this man want to go do some shots um everybody i'll be right back um no but he was you know he's like oh wow he's like he just sort of acknowledged it and and then just went down the line, shook all the other dudes' hands. And then and then I don't remember who it was that said, like, how do you get to do how do you do that with your hair? It was Michael Tate, bro. It was Michael Tate. Um because my hair was, you know, quaffed, pomped, pomped a as tight bit, as can be. Pomped as tight as can be. Michael got his hands all up in there. Yeah. Michael Tate got up his hands and was like sort of caressing my yeah. pomp. He later uh recognized us when he came out on the little runway during the show and gave us the thumbs up and pointed at us and was like, yeah, yeah we're yeah, down dude. with the DC talk. Did, did down with the DC talk. <laughs> anyway. John. <laughs> What's that? Are you, are you down with the DC talk? You know I'm down with the DC talk. So, um, I didn't really have a chance. They were, they were like, how do you get to, how do you do that with your hair? And then Michael Tate's touching my hair. And I started to try and like talk and chat. And the guy with the camera's like, let's go. <laughs> He's like, all right guys. Do you want to do any poses or anything? Yeah, and so we we talked beforehand, John and I, about... (laughs) I was not sure. ...about doing the pose. And we were like... And I said, John, we need to 100% do the praying hands pose (laughs) like we did with MXPX in Chicago. And you were like... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what the vibe I, was gonna be. I don't know if we. And then I was like, I'm like, come on, like, there's, and and I'm like, what are they gonna do? Like this, there's, like, this is the, this is, look, if you had one shot, <laughs> one opportunity, one opportunity to throw up prayer hands, <laughs> throw up prayer with, hands, with Smitty himself, would you take it? 
<laughs> Mob spaghetti, man. So spaghetti, man. we we so I asked the dude, he's like before we went in and he's like kind of running down what we do and I'm like, Can we do any poses? Can we do whatever? And he's like, Yeah. And like nobody else had really been doing anything so we're no. like and so when we got in there ready to do our picture i'm like we're gonna do a little pose and so john and i got down on one knee mm-hmm. did the prayer hands yeah. who else did they, those prayer hands um smitty yeah you did did those prayer hands <laughs> right behind you yep and then did because michael tate i think michael take that peace sign my, tate sure. threw up the peace sign Somebody and, gave you bunny ears. Yes, the, the oh, newsboys, the, the super jacked drummer, the super jacked drummer, the the newsboys drummer gave me <laughs> bunny ears. He's also the one guy who asked my name. So props yeah. to that guy. Props to that bro. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it uh, we we. I'm just pulling this up. Pulling up this picture right now. <laughs> um, so John and I look sincere. Um, yeah. So Michael Tate throwing up them peace signs. Smitty looking. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> Smitty looking. He's like. It's a great face. He's like. He's got a hat on. His face is kind of in the shadows. The the newsboys drummer is giving me the bunny ears. But like John and I are like rocking both rocking. <laughs> Black jeans, <laughs> denim jackets. Yeah, we look the same. Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glasses. Um, and then, like, I think this is, like, the, their keyboard player. Yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who said some questionable yeah, I can't things. what else we say in these recordings. We probably say all this stuff. So. I don't think we talked about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, about how he made some comment about how, like, when girls girls like fake cry and girls lie about crying or being tough. sad or something like that tough one. And he's like you know how it is and like and like pretty much everybody else on stage was like yeah that's not not a great look <laughs> yeah and and i don't remember who it was he's like yeah like 75 percent of the room like hates you right now or something like that he's uh, like, you know it's true and like and he like so he like doubled down right <laughs> so i'm like that's kind of not not cool, dude. Yeah. Um, but Michael not cool, Tate, Zeus. Not, <laughs> not cool, Frankenstein. <laughs> um, Michael Tate was cool. Smitty was cool. Um, <laughs> long hair dude, always cool. M- long hair. <laughs> probably learn their names. <laughs> when we do our News Boys pod, maybe one day we'll yeah. learn their names. They don't do podcasts in hell. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I'm confident they do. <laughs> <laughs> and just this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We kept chatting, and then a row of, like, 11-year-old girls filed in and were sitting behind us. Yeah. And um, we were, like, I was like, yeah, let's maybe record later. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, John, do you want to talk about the show a little bit? Um, because Newsboys came on, and... They did. Did you have any expectations as to... well? Should we talk about the dude who opened up, or he was... The one thing I'll say about him, which... What was his name? Couldn't tell you. Adam Agee. Mm-hmm. So... Double A. Um, that's what I call him. That's... Everybody calls him. We got that set list? 
Yeah, we got that that set list though. Dang. Um anyway, he he played he opened up only played three songs. And the one thing I'll say perfectly um competent musician, yeah. pretty much you know you can see him being a worship leader at just about any yeah. um evangelical large mega church somewhere. Um that's kind of the vibe I was getting off him. Mm-hmm. And he had you know, they had this big screen and they were doing the 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 lyrics alongside. So there was like some production value for sure. With it was just him on guitar, acoustic, and a guy playing the drums and then like some other backing tracks. But then there's I think like his third his third song, he's like you know, I just wanted to play a song that, like, it's been kind of working on. It's kind of new. Like, I've only played it a couple times. I, you know, it's, and you, he was kind of given this vibe, like, you know, this is going to be kind of more of a stripped down thing. He hasn't really been, he just started working on it. He maybe even said, like, he just started working on it a couple days ago, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, think so. I, I would even like I would, like two or three days ago or something like that, and then it went into like this full like production like that had backing vocals and still had something going on on the screen with all the vocals, <laughs> and it was like a super produced song. I was like, I don't know, I don't know about like because it made me think. Remember that like back in the day when Jewel. She did her like MTV Unplugged or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember this. No, there's like it's like this kind of famous thing now. Okay. Like she was doing some live show or something, and and she's like, and then she just sort of stopped and sat down on the edge of a stage and started writing in a book. Like started writing down and like she's like I just came up with this. Yes, and like <laughs> and she had not. Well, really? I don't, I don't know. No, like you she, think she really did. Well, she like started, and like she took some time to like kind of craft something. Right. Go ahead, Joel. and she and she like felt inspired, I guess. And so that's kind of what I was thinking. It was just gonna be some like stripped oh, down, it's just stripped down acoustic song and not something, yeah. super produced. Have you seen? So a- this is the cynical <laughs> side of me, I guess. Have you seen a Star Is Born? The new not one? yet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they kind of like half. She like sings a song to him like a half finished song in a parking lot. And then the next day he like calls her up on stage and he's like, get out and sing that part now. And he'd like created the whole song in the last 24 hours with the full band. And they all know it perfectly. And it was like a little bit like, I don't know about this. Yeah, I agree, Harriet. Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Harry is not into a star is born. Uh, She's not into that, that B Coop Gaga relationship. She doesn't buy it. Um, (laughs) What do you think, Harry? Um. Oh man, we have so many more recordings to go through, and then a whole album still. I know, right. <laughs> um. Uh, all right. So, anyway, Newsboys. Yeah, I was sort of into. They were set. Yeah, they were fun. It was fun. Michael Tate, great stage presence. Yeah. Um, dudes, making, uh, liberal use of the of the catwalk. Yeah, they were. Um, if you're not, if you're gonna have a catwalk and not use it liberally, what's the point? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I but yeah, Michael Tate was like 
He was doing the pointing, doing the thumbs up. Cool like, doodler. Yeah. He, but he was also like, sort of like pausing for people's pictures, yeah, giving them nice. a chance to like, you know, people want to take those photos. So he's not going to like, right. you know, wants people to have the, a grammable photo. I got one. And Oh, I got, I got <laughs> mad tape pics. You got to gram all these. <laughs> yeah. We're, everybody's going to be seeing all, all of our tape pics. Um, <laughs> Hashtag tape picks. <laughs> Hashtag tape picks. And, but the, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised that how much I enjoyed it was fun. Newsboys. Um, and then Smitty came up after. Well, should we go over the, uh, some of the, well, maybe some of the Newsboys uh, jams? Sure. They, some of them, they did, they did Shine and Breakfast, which were the ones. Mm-hmm. That I was familiar with, um, did and I don't really. I think a lot of these other ones were. Um, he rains. That's a. It's a pretty well known one. Oh right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't know. I think we were both kind of predicting that the whole night would sort of be worship songs, right? Um, which this is one thing we've kind of talked about is like a lot of these CCM artists around, you know, two thousand, like post nineties kind of stopped putting out a lot of original albums. Like it kind of became right. Worship albums or Christmas albums. Right. <laughs> Cause I think those sell. Right. Um, but it's all about those, that publishing and those royalties, son. Right. So I think we were both pretty pleasantly surprised by the fact that it was like Smitty rocked a lot of, uh, old school songs that we weren't necessarily expecting. Um, Newsboys pretty much played, you know, it was like pop songs that they were all playing yeah. and, there, and there was worship in there, but I think we were pretty pleased overall with the, um, the did, vibe. did he play secret ambition? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. I got a video of that secret ambition. <laughs> it was only he, he didn't do like full some like right. secret ambition is Real a long. long song. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, yeah. And Picture Perfect. I mean, he played a good amount of yeah. Secret Ambition, but Picture Perfect, I feel like he played like just over a minute yeah. of it. Just enough to get me real excited. Just enough. Just enough to me, for me to be like... <laughs> That, that bass is so good. Um, yeah. Place in this world. Yeah, of course. Friends, of course. Um, no, go west, young man. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. So, like a lot of a lot of throughout the, a lot of the show, the stage production. Um, Pretty high. Very very high. The the like for newsboys they had like. GoPros on like just about yeah. every uh, musician on stage. So like on the screen, they they had like like lots of effects and fades and things yeah. like going over like the images of the dudes playing. Yeah, and then kind of the same thing like with Michael W. Smith, but they mostly had a lot of like the lyrics and some sort of yeah. Um, video and lyric thing going yeah. on, but mostly 
pretty cool looking. I thought for the most part it looked pretty good. Yeah, no, it, it the, the 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 this was kind of my thought like going in, I thought it was going to be right. The the production value was going to be pretty good. And it was. And I think everything sounded great. Yeah, it did. I didn't I I thought I could hear I think the mix. Yeah. I mean, for for these guys, of course, like you're going to have they have a legit right team yeah. with them everywhere they go um but so the mixing was really great everything sounded really great um smitty had two backup vocalists yep we're doing some moves yeah they had so he had he had a drummer two backup vocalists um guitar player i think we heard somebody say it was the guitar player from delirious delirious Question um, mark. delirious delirious um, yeah, it was. And he shredded. He shredded. He shredded. <laughs> Which is good because there's a lot of shredding solos. The, yeah, in those Michael. Early Smitty, you know, Smitty has some, uh, some. I think place in this world has. I think that's has the one of those. Is that the one that he brought up Michael Tate to sing? Yeah. Yeah. So we saw the Newsboys. Yeah. And we saw Michael W. Smith, and then there was an intermission. And they and said. The, and they're then, gonna take a break and come back together. Yes, and then Adam Ag came back out, and, and that's kind of said. And we, we said bid you adieu. We, we bid you adieu. We, I think we milked, yeah, everything. I mean, yeah. And looking at this le- this list of what we missed, it was all worship, worship songs. songs. So I think we, I think we were happy with what we saw. Yeah. I, <laughs> However. We did not get to see the drummer from Newsboys spin around in his thing. No. Which I assume he did during the worship set, but that's okay. Yeah. I I'm okay with <laughs> I, I I don't think anything from this I I saw everything that I wanted to see with the exception of Go West Young Man, which there was Go West Young Man. It would have been Go West Young Man. Um, so we, we recorded a couple things afterwards. Um, did we finish that one we were listening to? Did we say something? Um, oh yeah. Uh, plus a bunch of other dudes. (laughs) Plus everybody in... Every newsboy. Every... And, and boy, do they have some news for us (laughs) that... God's not dead. (laughs) In case you were wondering... And it did significantly everything. Everything bummed us out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, they were cool to me. They're cool to me. Smitty was cool to us. Smitty was. He cool. did fair hands with us. Yeah, we took the most amazing photo <laughs> of all the time. Last one. <laughs> yes. Um, we we may have to. <laughs> and that is when the children came <laughs> up. <laughs> Background, you're like, and donezo. <laughs> and we're donezo. Everything we're going to be saying. Um. So yeah, this is uh this is post show. Uh-huh. We we needed a drink. Yes. <laughs> and so we walked uh literally just across the street. That's right. Because there were no beers no. at this event. Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> we had some Sour Patch Kids, which we'll get to. No. 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 Oh. No, he, he he just died. Alright, so <laughs> We have to acknowledge. Okay. What we're talking wait, about. wait, no. I think we talk. Okay, we, okay. we 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 we. Talk. Oh, oh man, <laughs> we just we walked out of 
the Michael W. Smith Newsboys. Uh, we we saw the Newsboys set. Then we saw a majority. Well, we saw all of Michael W. We saw all of Mike's full set. Smitty. Smitty with Smitty, our boy Smitty. Um, oh shit, yeah. So um, we saw all of Smitty's set, and then that dude. Opening guy came out, and he a was. Lot of people pieced out. <laughs> yeah, we were like, I think we kind of had our fill. There were a couple moments we were. I mean, obviously, we knew going in, our politics are very different than than our dudes in the Newsboys and Michael and and uh, and Smitty. We knew we knew that. I just didn't. I didn't know that it was going to be. That overt and John, do you want to share what I'm talking about? Talking about the dedication. Yes. <laughs> so we got we got friends performed uh, with a little assist from Michael Tate of DC Talking. Which was that confused about that? What's that? Was it Place in This World or Friends that he brought out Michael Tate for? I think Place in This World. It was Place so in This I'm World. So I'm confused right here, but that's fine. Yeah. And news boys coming out to uh, sing and. The dedication we got was to George H.W. Bush and Billy Graham, uh, hashtag friends of Smitty's, and there was a giant <laughs> slide on the screen with their faces and names, and it was, it was a little odd. Also pictures of them and their friendship. Right, right, yeah. And like, like I don't want to, I'm, like in no way is this like disrespectful, because obviously he had a relationship with these guys yeah. for decades, and... You know, I, I, I don't know. I guess it was just sort of like caught me off guard a little, yeah. a little bit, and like, I, I am, I am, I am by no means trying to diminish his his loss because sure. it was just a surprise. It was it was just a surprise, yeah. and I didn't, and so it just it was like wow, I didn't I I because mean, I had no idea that he was oh. friends with them, yeah. like, and then to see like it looks like kind of looks like they went on vacations together. Yeah. I think they were like legit really close with the bush family yeah i didn't i mean i didn't know that so uh it was just sort of like oh wow um there was like a picture of him like in the oval office i think yeah with george hw bush like legit back when he had in his mullet days (laughs) yeah right but then a lot like pictures of them like on like a fishing boat or something out on the water Mm -hmm. and so they'd obviously they'd been friends for you know over over 30 years so yeah yeah because they had just they had just passed away so um um other tough moment was the columbine girl dedication song uh, straight into awesome god (laughs) and i had not heard a room full of people singing awesome god in a while however all those things aside i feel like it was a really fun show overall it was really it was really fun um the performances were energetic. I, I'm actually surprised by how much I enjoyed the Newsboys. Yeah, they were really fun. <laughs> they were really fun. Michael Tate has a great stage presence. Yes, yeah, for sure. He he gave us the thumbs up. He gave us the thumbs up. Saying all the same stuff. Yep. <clears throat> well, which we were right next to. We yes, were very close to the stage. Yeah, we were right. Okay, can we talk about for a second when when the show started? Like right, right at the very beginning mm-hmm. when. We felt that 
bass vibration yes. come like the subwoofer <laughs> must be like right under that it felt like somebody was pushing us it, over <laughs> it, i i felt a physical force yeah. in my body it, it like it it was it was like one of those what i imagine one of those like police sound cannons would be right, like yeah. where it just like right. it's like Bwah. yeah many thanks to uh smitty's team for yes. hooking us up with yeah. these dope seats yeah the seats were amazing um, we got to meet the dudes. We got to meet the dudes. Got a sweet pick, which we'll <laughs> the, share. The dopest, the dopest <laughs> of picks. The dopest of picks since the last dope pick we shared. Yes. Uh, I can't, I can't overhype this pick enough. <laughs> you be the judge, Smitty Nation. <laughs> How dope is it? Um, we had to. We had. It was a. It was a callback. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll we'll share some more thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Um, but. Since this was a Christian event, uh, no alcohol appeared to be served yeah. in this facility. So John and I are going to talk some more and decompress over a beer at, what is this place called? Saddle Room, baby. Saddle Room. We, uh, did, uh, we did have some candy, which is on brand for us, but it's time for, have, <laughs> time for us to have drinks, which is yeah. also on brand. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, uh, I, I was at the snack concession stand and i saw that he had a bag of sour patch kids and i was like done obvi <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of magnified pod without without uh our, our, our chewy boys right. we have <laughs> love a, those boys those chewy chewy boys they're our hashtag friends <laughs> all right so a couple of goofs couple of goofs so we uh went into this bar and it was pretty chill there weren't many people there um, we were sort of half expecting Smitty to walk in after the show. Hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, I'm gonna do some shots. Shots, 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 shots. Um, shots are shots forever. Um, no, obviously that didn't happen. It would have been the most ama- We we would have buried the lead. Yeah, if, if next we- time. Yep. Um, so we got some drinks and we went and like sat by fire and and, and chatted for a bit. And so these are some of our. Uh, additional thoughts so one thing that I that we were talking about after the first after the newsboys set was that we you rightly noted after I after we finished talking you were like we should have been recording that I said you're right um was you know they have all these songs about love and one of the things you know I'm not familiar with the Newsboys or Michael W. Smith's current catalog of songs but one thing I wish I could have asked during the Q&A was what is it that love means to you what does it look like because you know, um, I, you're not gonna find anybody who's like, "Fuck love, that's lame." Yeah. You know, but like, I want to know. You know, and as I said, the news or the uh, the DC Talk famously said, "Love is a verb." So, I'm wondering what, to them what what it means because. You know, and, and then you you, you, know, you share your your deal or your set about a uh... no. 
I mean, okay. I'll say I feel like there is a trend. I don't know if it's a trend because I don't know if it's like a recent thing, but there is this whole movement, kind of like you were saying, of like churches getting behind this idea of like love, love everybody. And I just don't fully know what that means because like you were saying it's the kind of thing that can be I think it it's almost like a for folks who use it in that way it tends to be like a well let's just put aside our differences and our divisions right and just love across those right but that's the kind of thing that's usually said by people who are in positions of power or privilege and get to decide well those lines and it's and it's like when a church says everybody's welcome right but then there's the asterisk right and it says some exclusions may apply right um yeah if you just want to love on me but you can't love on my relationship or marriage or family then you don't really want to love on me you know right so so i think i can confidently say that anybody who earnestly uses the phrase love on me yeah I just want to love on you dude yeah uh they probably hate a bunch of people <laughs> I mean they're definitely on a one way train to yikesville <laughs> yeah <laughs> now that's what I call fucking yikes <laughs> volume 40 <laughs> yep Tough. if if I can't be my whole self in the, this body, then it's it's not love. And, you know, this is one of those things when <clears throat> you talk about interfaith work. This idea of, of getting together with an interfaith idea, you don't get together and ignore the differences and just talk about the things you agree on because then that's not interfaith that's you're not acknowledging the parts of your identity or your humanity or your belief system or your faith or whatever you don't get to you don't nobody's allowed to be a full person and I don't know how somebody can love me if I can't be honest or open or share and this is kind of how I feel every time I visit family my my extended family it's like you you don't know me you don't know who you know that, that sounds like the cliche like you don't you, know you me. don't me but like they don't because it's just like let's love each other and by love each other to your point it's like let's we know what we disagree on, so let's not talk about it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, to Michael Tate, I'm wondering what, like, loving a gay person right. or, like, yeah. me, like, for me, uh, I'm a liberal atheist. Right. Like, what does that look like to him? Like, he seems like a perfectly nice guy. Like, we in our very limited interactions. He touched your hair. He touched my hair. Um, I mean, he seems. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's a great guy, and and, yeah. and 
um, and maybe we could chat and get you know get together and 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 have differences like yeah. I mean this is this is something I, I, I care about I I would love to um, sit with somebody who I disagree with and and I mean I have friends like that um, and it is possible I just I've um, mentioned my my friend Mark the um, conservative Catholic right who we get together and every once in a while and chat and great dude and you know we don't i don't ask him to dampen his values or her his opinions just because they're different different than mine we just but we we talk about that stuff and and i hope that's what you know michael tate means and the newsboys mean and smitty means when they're like Let's love love each other. Why can't we just love each other? But yeah, um, <clears throat> talk about that a little bit more. I just I think it's it's easy to talk about love without the specifics, right? Without getting into the really hard part of relationship. And of course, this isn't nece- maybe not necessarily a fair critique. Not necessarily even a critique, but just like. Obviously, because it's a pop song, and and I don't really know much. Um, I mean, it seems like they're trying to do work with, you know, over over in developing countries, and um, and to what degree? I mean, maybe that's kind of what they think of as love in action, but like, I mean, some that that kind of thing can also seem rather impersonal because. <clears throat> it's not a daily thing. It's not like a daily love. The daily relationships are the hardest. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because it's like I was saying, you know, I, I, out of all the ideas to hear at like a CCM big concert, the idea of like them saying we need to love and that love looks like action doesn't just like look, look like talking about it. That's something I can get behind. But again, it gets back to this idea of, like, it's a pretty nebulous idea. And when you get down to what it looks like, people probably have really different ideas about what that means. Right. Um, And like you were saying, you know, they're talking about love, but they're also in all these movies, God's Not Dead and stuff, which are, like, based around the idea of creating division and basically around hateful, bad faith ideas. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, also making a straw man atheist villain. Right. You know, that's... That to me is not. Um, that that to me is not like making. Like, of course, not every Christian is, you know, a racist bigot, and not every atheist is a Sam Harris or Richard Dawkins. Um, I think both of those guys are rather unbearable most of the time. Um, or, you know, even a Bill Maher, who is, like, one of the smuggest people on, on the planet. Um, but, like, so not every atheist is like that. And and so anything with a broad brush is is not helpful. And so 
while I, I did just say like, you know, I don't know what they what their particular think, uh, feelings are on issues of love or whatever, I do know that they have their name attached to that kind of a project that makes me feel like, well, I don't know. That, that to me, is sort of a questionable, is this, is this loving? Is this, you know? Yeah. But anyway. It's the kind of thing that... It's very easy to make a black and white um, picture of it, but it, the reality of living out love every day is pretty gray and nuanced when you think about how to enact that love and gray and nuanced is not really the tone of these kinds of um, ideas so you know when they talked about um, like what was the thing he said from the stage where he was like can't we just love each other right right it was, uh, Michael from Newsboys like why can't we just love each other um, and I'm like well because in reality loving people is like a pretty complex thing where you have to confront things that are challenges and it makes your whole like let's just love each other thing pretty I don't know black and white like I was saying does that make sense it may, makes 100% sense because that's I mean if you want me to answer I can give you I mean I can give you a lot of answers why about we can't just love each other. why we can't just love yeah. each other and why it's <coughs> I mean you think it, I'm going to hell <laughs> I mean, that's that's one thing. I mean, they 100% would think... I mean, I don't know about you, because you still... I mean, I don't know, maybe they would think a liberal, progressive Christian is not... I think they think if I don't believe in hell that I'm going there, but... Probably. <laughs> that's true. <coughs> I mean, so I think it's probably safe to say that we're both... I mean, you probably... Yeah, you, you would <laughs> for sure. Um, I think they would probably say... Yes, you, you're you're right with the Lord, but you're not a you're not a, a Bible believing Christian. Right, right, right. Um, you're not. You need to get in the Word. Right. Um, and I, I'm 100 percent going to hell. Yeah. So tough. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I mean that that's sort of hard to get past. And I mean, if that's like the starting point, where you're just like, well, I, I you you see me fully as um, uh, doomed for eternity. I mean, it's like, well, that's kind of, it's kind of rough. Um, and then, and then, so the basis of our relationship then is, you know, you thinking I'm, you know, maybe lesser or um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a, it, it's, I mean, all and plus. Just looking at our, at our political landscape right now, you have Michelle Bachman who's saying that Trump is the godliest president we've ever had, or something like that. She's like, I mean, like what, what galaxy is she living in? I mean, how can any person of any serious Christian identity? I guess if you're one issue is abortion and he's done a lot to put people on the bench who want to stop abortion you're happy so anyway <laughs> that I mean that, that it, but then you talk about you have to talk about this is when you talk about love how it's it's so much more nuanced than simple, simply 
this one issue because that's first off I mean if we talk about the things that Jesus chose to highlight in his sermons you know I think if you if maybe focusing on those would be a better start sure. than necessarily you know and then I, I can I can hear the conservative argument it's like well Jesus we let's just start naming all the things Jesus didn't talk about it's like yeah that's that's not that's not my argument my argument is focusing on what Jesus chose to in his time spent his time preaching about and if those are not the focus of your faith and it's certainly not the focus of Trump's quote-unquote faith I want to know why that doesn't bother you so oh yeah they're throwing more logs on the fire (laughs) we John I don't even really think we described where we are at the moment no uh, yeah, we're in the bar, the saddle room, like we said, drinking some nice beers, sitting in front of a nice big fire, talking abortion, <laughs> as you do. That's just like our, it's our classic move. <laughs> I mean, if, if everybody, if everybody had, if I got, had a nickel for every time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I had a lot of fun at the show overall. And we'll get into more of the specifics of set lists and songs and stuff, I think, on the actual pod. Yeah, on the actual pod. But I just wanted to yeah. make sure I wanted to... Oh, and here's the other thing I know I wanted to talk about before I forget. So, you know, MWS, hashtag Smitty, uh-huh. talked... Uh, he played his song, his Columbine song. <coughs> um, t- uh, <coughs> 20 years, almost, right. to the day. Yeah. Um, when when the Columbine shooting happened, and there's of course this threat in Denver um, this past week, um, an 18-year-old young woman who ended up, I think, taking her own life, um, and maybe she was like obsessed with that particular shooting, so. I think something that w- I felt like would have made that meaningful would be to be like, as we're approaching 20 years of the anniversary of this shooting, I would like to discuss how f- frequent this kind of event has become and how it's <coughs> not even... A surprise it's sort of an inevitability and I feel like that is a worthy discussion to have yeah. if we're talking about the anniversary of an event that almost I feel like was just a, a beginning of this kind of two decade long yeah. um, crisis for living. yeah yeah Yeah, I. Or you know, instead of obsessing over and almost fetishizing this girl's story, which is kind of disputed anyway. It is. Um, yeah. Maybe we can take this moment to talk about like 
okay, so what's the thing that's ending all these lives? Uh, it's these guns, and maybe we can do something about that instead of, like, talking about this martyr story. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to diminish the loss of her life and whatever, but, like, it does seem like an odd thing to keep obsessing over when the crisis is ongoing every day and we're not really talking about that in these kind of contexts. So, anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and this is kind of the first time I heard this song, and it kind of made me uncomfortable. Yes. <coughs> so, lots, lots, <laughs> to, un- to, chew over. <clears throat> lots to unpack there. Um, you know, and and I decided to, you know, I was looking at... Um, the lyrics to that that song um the Columbine song we were just talking about yes um this is your time I have such a problem with that concept yeah when you combine the concept of martyrdom and some sort of like divine decision mm. that this is when you die. I feel like those are kind of at odds. Yeah. Um but also when I think about martyrs I think about Bonhoeffer or mm-hmm. Oscar Romero or MLK people who are actively fighting for a cause in the face of injustice, mm-hmm. something that's bigger than them. And when I think of Columbine, I just think this is just senseless violence right. and it, something that was thrust upon somebody. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've already talked about Cassie... Bernal, um, and how that story has been sort of disputed and that it may have been somebody else in the library who actually made that statement Mm -hmm. and not her, but that's kind of beside the point because a lot of children were murdered, um, And I don't know, maybe I'm misinterpreting the this is your time, but in in like it's it like it sounds like saying, Well, this is your moment, this is this is you when this is when you go, it just feels kind of gross. Yeah. I mean not that this interpretation really makes it any better, but I think I thought of it more as like this was her time to take, you know, her take, stand, take a stand. For God. Yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah, that doesn't really make it any better. <laughs> and and I think not acknowledging what has happened over the past twenty years and this epidemic of gun violence, right, was sort of um, missing missing an opportunity. But of course, but of course, in a room full of conservatives, you're yeah not going to take on the issue of no of gun violence um when there have been 
over 4,000 gun deaths and 95 mass shootings this year. This year. Yeah. Um, not to mention 8,000 people injured by guns or over 400 unintentional shootings. Um, I mean, let's not forget how many kids accidentally kill people right. with guns. Yeah. It's just, it's awful. It's awful. And, you know, just, yeah, it, it really, I mean, this is, this is probably not an issue that we're going to agree with every single listener on. Yeah. Um, but it really is a crisis. Um, I think Tiger Jack said it best, if I do say so myself. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) preach, preach to us. Um, what was the chorus? Uh, oh, eliminate the problem. You, you got, got the solution. Eliminate the problem. It's easy, folks. You got the solution. Seventeen-year-old me figured it out. Why can't you, America? Um, what? Which one was it? <laughs> uh, River Road. River Road. That's right. <laughs> is this? Uh, is this gonna play us out of this segment? <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> Do we have other <laughs> closing thoughts? We got to get into that album review, bro. Yeah, we do. <laughs> ring, ding, ding, ding. All right. Songs by teenagers about guns. <laughs> um, so well, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why don't we... Uh, I just want to like I want to shout out um, Chaz and yep. Keelan. Chaz again. is uh, Michael's manager. Keelan, I believe, does uh, press stuff. So yep. Um, and so yeah, we want to want to thank those guys. Yes. If um, you if you slogged through our uh, socio political breakdown of the concert, <laughs> we appreciate that as well. But yeah. we did we had a lot of fun. It was we had a lot of fun. It was quite a time. It was a good time. I uh, being able to meet Smitty after um, all these years. It's, it was kind of a surreal moment. That's right. And I will treasure this picture. <laughs> these these hashtag friends. These forever. These hashtag friends. Um, the evening, I guess you could say, was picture perfect. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, so when we come back, we are going to talk the first decade. Yeah. Drop that beat. Reporting right. live from Rocket Town. Uh, yeah, we are. We're back. Um, we're talking that first decade, bro. Yeah, bro. My first decade of life. Also, That's, that is true. Nineteen eighty-three <laughs> to nineteen ninety-three. Five, five albums in that time. Yep. We had the Mike W. Smith Project. In 1983, mm-hmm. Michael W. Smith II in 1984, the year of my birth. Yeah. Uh, 1986, The Big Picture. 1990, 
Go west, young man. Oh, wait. I think you're missing a couple in there. I to I. Oh, yes. I to I. I missed I to I. You got the first Christmas album in 89. <laughs> I might need to re-record my intro. All right. So I to I in 88. Go west, young man, 90. And change your world, 92. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, so in, in, in this time that he recorded this record, Mm -hmm. he had 33 hit songs. That's a lot of, that's a lot of hit songs. And, um, not all of them, as we mentioned, could be, uh, on this, on this record. Simply too much. Um, so... For you, the song that he performed on the Tonight Show mm-hmm. wasn't on this, um, which was number one in like Christian radio. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that kind of surprises me that he had a bunch of number one um, singles that he did not include on this record well maybe it's kind of like uh what's the mxpx <laughs> compilation let it happen no not that one. Oh, ten 10 years running yeah where it's not so much a greatest hits it's like smitty's curated okay best of this i is... have always said that the first decade <laughs> is the 10 years and running of smitty's career <laughs> that's true that is true but in addition to these chart toppers he had a couple new recordings Mm, yeah, he did. Do you dream of me and Kentucky Rose? Mm-hmm. Um. So, I remember getting this record. Yeah, set the scene. Yeah, uh, I was living in Kansas. Sure. I was maybe nine years old. Um. I don't remember. I honestly have no memory of how I came by this album. Not. It wasn't Sam Goody? Uh, I mean, Goody got it. Goody got it, but I didn't get it at Goody. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Salina, Kansas had a Sam Goody. Oh. I wasn't aware of many record stores yeah. at this time of my life. <laughs> um, if it didn't come in your Christmas stocking. I don't... I, honestly, I, I remember getting the next record I'll lead you home Ooh. for Christmas hey. from my grandparents. Thanks. Um, the same grandparents that got me the passion <laughs> of the Christ, uh, inspired by the passion yeah. of the Christ. Yeah. So, so you were nine. I was nine when I got the Def Leppard album. This all oh, lines up. Oh snap. We were at the same place. In yeah. Our lives. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't remember, but I remember, <sighs> I remember like a a moment. Moments like um, this. <laughs> I don't know. I have a the, a memory of maybe it was secret ambition, and I was like in my backyard and maybe listening to it or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Arms um, extended in the, eye, to, in the in the air. Yeah, toward heaven. But it it's yeah it, it kind of. This was sort of my first foray into music. I didn't really have CDs. Right. 
Um, you had this on CD, right? I did, yeah. Not a tape. No, CD. And so this was a new thing. <laughs> Which I had not to, on CD. Not to be confused with DC <laughs> Talk's DC new Diver. thing. Right. Um, should we should we use some of those uh, question of the week answers yes. now? Yeah, we should. Because we did so, put out the MagPod signal to MagPod and, Nation. And you know where John and I are always putting out. <laughs> we did. Yep. Uh, signals in this case. Uh, what what was your first album? And there was some confusion whether or not we were asking first MXPX, <laughs> MXPX album. album. Listen, we're more than just MXPX yeah. people. So Leonor uh, said that slowly was there her first MXPX record. And It'd be great if it was just her first album ever. <laughs> yeah, she waited until 1998. <laughs> um after she had started playing albums, <laughs> um, she's like, "This music thing, I think it's gonna catch on." There's something here. Um, she said her first cassette purchased with her own money was "Dancing on the Ceiling" yes. single by Lionel Richie in '86. Solid choice, which is amazing. Um, we have. Uh, Brandon Lee, a.k.a. Alkaline Leo, uh, let it happen. I remember everyone I knew was listening to crap radio rock and it just didn't speak to me. Then a group of older kids must have seen that I was one of them and gave me this CD. I was hooked and knew I had found my tribe and myself. Um, Jeff French, uh, Metallica, Master of Puppets with my allowance, early 1989. Uh, I had gotten a Justice for All for Christmas '88, first band I worked backwards on. Master, master. <laughs> Just gonna do. I like it. Um, Bruce Spring. Uh. Bruce Springsteen Josh, in? <laughs> Josh Aguilera. Um, Bruce Springsteen's 18 tracks. I love that CD to death, and it's one of the big reasons I got into rock music and romantic style songs. New Bruce single dropping at midnight tonight. Oh, snap. Yeah, the boss coming out. That's right. <laughs> he's, he's in his um, acoustic storytelling mode on this oh. record, which is my favorite kind of Bruce. My, um... <laughs> My Bruce Springsteen <laughs> sort of sounded like Tom, Tom Waits. Waits. Yeah, we've got a whole kind of Tom Waits uh, sound alike yeah. subgenre in this pod. <laughs> well, that's all you did. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Born in the USA, color. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. This is good stuff. <laughs> um. Uh, Heidi, who I met at that, the MXPX after show, oh, after man. party, uh, the off, Offspring Smash, mm. still listen to it, still think it's great, followed up by our girl, Joanna, who did our original uh, logo, Mousy also, Mousy Socks, also Offspring Smash. Mm. Was the first gifted CD she ever owned and listened to it from time to time and still appreciate all the lyrics and vocals. At the time, I was too young to understand the meanings behind the songs, but I have a great appreciation 
for music back then versus what it is now. Mm-hmm. I lived for the angst of the songs during that time. I felt like I could relate to it more so than what kids listen to now. It definitely defined the style of music I continue to listen to and the way I dressed and identified as a team. Um, I feel like when I discovered MXPX, as yeah. so <laughs> when I showed Dana today the on the cover record, and she said, "You did you dye your hair? <laughs> did you bleach your hair?" Because I was like, "Because of Mike," and I was like, "100 percent OP, 100." Avi got them bleach tips because of <laughs> the H bomb. Um, Rogue Gorilla, NXS X, such a good album. I know NXS isn't really new wave or punk or whatever, but I still love them and this album. Uh, Hayden. What a hard question, but um, he thinks it was potentially Newfound Glory's catalyst. My memory is foggy because I burned so many albums, but I remember that CD specifically got caught in my CD player in my parents' car in eighth grade, so that's what I'm going with. And then uh, Ian Vandermeulen, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park was the first CD I bought. This was way back in high school. I must say it's still a good album. I don't really listen to it because, well, I'm not even into Linkin Park anymore. Um, that whole new metal phase was weird. Um, I'm pretty sure that was 99, I think. Um, just Googling it. Yeah, because I also, I also snagged that. 2000. Is 2000? Okay. I also snagged that when it came out. And I'm pretty sure I got it at Circuit City. Ah, they got it. They got it. Uh, and, but I was into it. I was into that. Yeah. Just going to do mouth sounds. This is <laughs> like it. This is our it's mouth sounds up. Episode of mouth sounds. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, that wasn't really my scene, but I did enjoy the Circuit City jingle where it said, come to Circuit City. Where the service is state of the art. <laughs> That's my contribution <laughs> to this conversation. Nailed it. <laughs> was it what 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 year was this? I mean it had to be around that time. It's been a while. Yeah, it, it's nineteen years. Definitely been a while. We get some voicemails. Um this? yeah, we have um I think we have a Tom Waits? No, a, uh, what is it? What's up, my love? It's your boy Danny Stairs again, um, calling now to respond to the QOT dub. Uh, the first album I remember buying was by the band Plank Guy, the one and only. Uh, I would have been like 13-ish at the time. Um, I really, I fell in love with that band. Um, I still have fond feelings for them. Um, don't listen to their music as much as I used to, but, uh, you know, I'm a very nostalgic guy, uh, very sentimental, so it still is an album that I love, and, um, you know, so it, it'll always be special to me because it was the first, um, just like Andrew. Oh, I mean, uh, anyhow, Mac Pop for Life. <laughs> uh, thank you, Nanny Stairs. Yes. Um, so... I did you listen to Plank Guy back in the day? I wasn't really. They were another one. I feel like I've said this is a thousand times on this podcast, but I was like aware of them and yeah, a little bit wasn't super into them. So I wanted to point out 
um, I texted Danny Stairs after he left this voicemail because, as many of you know, um, our Google voicemail that you guys leave voicemails on, it does a voice-to-text message. Uh-huh. So with what do we get? the approximation of what Google thinks people are saying. Mm-hmm. And I say, I'd say like they're 80% accurate. Uh-huh. It's pretty good, yeah. especially for something like Danny Stairs, who's not always coherent. Sure. Um, that was pretty clear just now. It was I pretty guess. good. It was pretty yeah. good. Um, but... My this is my favorite one of my favorites of late, um, you know. After this is dad, you know. This is uh, Jordan. This is this is Jordan. This is dad. Um, so his uh, his magnified pod for life or mag pod for life or whatever it was mm-hmm. was determined to be America for lunch. <laughs> That's that should be our presidential <laughs> campaign slogan. <laughs> we are, we're Americans and we're pro lunch and we're not afraid to say it. Magnified Pod, America for lunch. <laughs> do you like sandwiches? <laughs> you do because you're a damn American. Why don't like you lunch. why don't you sit down with John and Andrew and. And have yourself, and have yourself lunch, a sandwich. Lunch. You deserve it, America. <laughs> it's lunchtime. I think we're onto something here, Joe Biden. Yeah. Hit us up. Um, I mean, it also makes sense because if you think about how many of the, how many people campaign at like diners. Yeah, yeah. It's like everybody's everybody's just trying to eat their their soup with oyster crackers. Yeah. I feel like we can all get behind lunch as a nation, <laughs> put our differences aside and love I each think, other. I think, yeah, I think if there's going to be any division, it's going to be over breakfast. Sure. But I think everybody can get behind lunch. I don't know. Trump is probably like, never like lunch. It's for weak people. Anyway, we're getting real off topic here. Yeah. Believe me, <laughs> I have, I only eat lunch. I want to know where you're going here. No, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) Somewhere great. Um, Something about McDonald's, probably. Yeah, that sounds great. For breakfast, I have 17 McGrattles. (laughs) Gotta get the hash browns. Love the hash browns. They come in a little sleeve. Oh, boy. I love all of... I I require all of my bread to be soaked in maple syrup. Uh, Believe me, people. Classic Don. Um... (laughs) Anyway, so yeah. Thank you everybody for participating yes, in the first in your first album. Mm-hmm. Um, so should we get to? I think we gotta get there. I think we gotta get there. Um, and we gotta. We're gonna start out. We don't start out with a banger. <laughs> no, no. We 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 start out with probably the most emo chill <laughs> af song yeah i'm into it i like it it's so atmospheric yes oh am i at, am I at the spa oh, i love that oh shit the bass 
still of night On wings of hope take flight Inside of me I feel like I knew this one, but that yeah. might just be because the intro reminds me of wherever you go, whatever you do. Lighters out. Yep. This is one, as you mentioned, that was recorded just for this. Yep. But I felt like I knew it somehow. It's a new joint. I mean, that's a great little hook right there. I like it. I mean, it's great. There's a rad guitar solo. I want to say, like, the bass lines on this record kind of rule. They're just, I don't, I don't know. They got the, but then he's got, as I joked on our earlier, um, you know, when we were first talking about. Um, going to the show, I called him Michael W. Key Change <laughs> because <laughs> Accurate. he he gets down with. Do you dream of me? And when you Stone Cold Jam. Stone Cold Slow Jam. Yeah. Slow Jam. Slow Jam at Smitty. Ooh. Take me down to Kentucky. It's kind of got a slide guitar yeah. feel to it. What is this, Tumble Down? <laughs> <laughs> so what was Mike? Mike Herrero was... was he, <laughs> He's a little boy. He was a little boy. He's a six, six years old or something. Uh, Yes. Well, no, this is 93, so... Okay. So, no, he was... 17-ish? He was, uh, he was just starting off MXPX, and as we all know, uh, MXPX inspired by Michael B. Yeah, Smith. Yeah, he would listen to this to get psyched to write Poconatcha. Sunday morning On the little church Where I've been since I was born Country touches here, but this one's kind doesn't of a, kind doesn't of a do tough anything. Hang. Yeah. Doesn't do anything for me. No. Um, it's also um, five and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that down, sir. Yeah, we first two songs on the record, mm-hmm. and we're pushing almost ten minutes. <laughs> it's like, what is this? 
Aaron <laughs> Sprinkletown. <laughs> Burn notice. <laughs> um, yeah. One of my notes about this record is that, um, so there are 15 songs and it's an hour and seven minutes long. It's a long record. It was long. It was a secret weapon. Um, uh, you are your own secret ambition. <laughs> Which was a solid joke <laughs> that, that I, I still I still award twenty five comedy you. points to. I mean, if it's something we said off mic, I still have to say it again on mic. You and you should never stop saying it because <laughs> it's still still super good. You are your own secret ambition. Did I already say that on this? I don't think okay, so. That's good. No, I think you texted it to me. Yeah, solid. Um, you nailed it. Uh, so. Yeah, these songs could have used somebody being like, "Hey, Mike, maybe uh, trim trim the yeah. minute and a half just yeah. like solos off of the end." I don't know. You need some Kravak back. Uh, you need need Steve Kravak. This would have been a twenty nine minute album. <laughs> You've just been like, just cut it down back to basics. Um, what's coming up next? What's coming up next? You know what's next? Oh. We- My number one. My number one too. Yes, <laughs> dude. How could it not be? This song is a uh, jam, and <laughs> I have so many things I want to say about this song. Can't but wait. I want I want you to go first. Oh well, I was just gonna say we listened to this on the way to the concert, kind of joking that obviously he wouldn't play it, and then he played it, <laughs> he and we were it. so psyched. He sort of teased it during the Q and A. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because somebody was like. I love this song. I put it on when I'm cleaning the house and I get super psyched. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is Um, a true anecdote that someone shared. (laughs) We also mentioned in that little clip of us uh, doing some remote potting that very strong Prince vibe here. Very strong. He's biting Kiss a little bit where it's like, you don't have to do all these things to be my girl. You can just be yourself. Um, but it's very fun. The video, as you mentioned, is incredible. <laughs> I, I mentioned this to you, but he reminds me of Michael Showalter from What Had American Summer and stuff for some reason in the video. Um, it's just a jam. <laughs> this part, this part rules. Are you kidding me? It's pretty great. Are you 
kidding? Rules. It's a jam. The song rules. It's a jam. Um, but it also, it, it, it's one of those songs that like, you, if if someone just put this song on, yeah, they wouldn't be like, oh, Christian. Yeah, this right. is Christian music. This was solidly in his crossover time period. Yeah, and and I am fully on board with Christian artists not needing to be always explicitly Christian baby, in baby. every single song. Yeah. Like if you're writing a worship album, fine, but like not not every every song needs to be like just so you know, still into Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like you can you can make art and you can have other messages. Yeah. That aren't always rooted in your faith. Like you yeah. can, that's that's allowed. It's a thing you can do. It's it's like if we're to use an example of our next pod section when we're going to be talking about Five Iron, it'd be like the difference between the Supertones and Five Iron. Yeah. Like Supertones needed to be like talking about Jesus and like every single song. Yeah. And in Five Iron, they're like, they pepper it throughout. It's not like, yeah. it's not like they need to be like, we've been given superpowers and we're also a Christian band. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's that like, doesn't sound as good. <laughs> they, for can, one. <laughs> they can have a silly song. Yeah. Or just just a jam and and talk about talk about the ladies talk, in Michael's case. <laughs> that's right. And that frying. <laughs> Fat in the prime. Um but yeah, it's it's a it's a jam. I'm super into it. Um it's next one anything now, else? Right. No. I will be here for you. When you feel the sun I have in my notes. Sounds like an eighties movie credits. <laughs> And all the dreams you're dreaming seem to lose their meaning. time it gets to that chorus I'm like oh I recognize this one right it seems familiar I will be here for you. also a modulated oh, yes. key change at the end um but I just love the 80s 90s just <laughs> super reverby yeah, we listened to this on the way to the concert <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just like 
just the just so big it's uh it's pretty it's 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 a grandiose song it's very grandiose yeah i'm not it, sure i can quite get on the level here no i can't i can't hang um and then next song give it away give it, it away give it away <laughs> love he's a big chili, chili peppers, peppers covered later yeah anthony kiedis loved smitty <laughs> They replaced the uh, the little drums with uh-huh. uh, Flea's sick bass line. I think it's the delivery said, that just makes me go like, oh my goodness. But I can't commit to that. She said, love isn't love. Do you give it away? A father lived in silence, saw a son become a man. There was a distance fell between them, cause he could not understand that love is love. Do you give it away? You gotta give it away. Yeah, isn't there an organ that comes in later? I'm into that. I can see this. this as a a big gospel choir kind yeah. of get like Kirk Franklin in on this yeah, or sure. something. Yeah, um, I'm on board with that. It's just yeah. anytime the song starts out, it's like, when we were, <laughs> or just whatever, you're like, oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Michael, he, Smitty's got this like whispery, yeah. like um, vocal fry delivery yes. at times. He still kind of has it, which is impressive. Yeah. Because he sounds like a young guy here, and he still sounds like a young guy when he's Yeah, singing. yeah, he, he, he can get it. Um, <laughs> oh, he can get it, all right. <laughs> he can... He, you, you want to give it away? <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, it's it's a five minute song. Yeah, it's, it's another long, it's another another long one, um, which I can get behind. Big big gospel choiry sure. kind of song. Yeah. Um, for give it away versus Kentucky Rose, which yeah just seems um a little bit much. But um, I also. I it you know did you you say something about DC Talks uh, love is a verb <laughs> yes because it's, I mean, it's same kind of same, same theme concept, yes. same concept that love you know you have to love an action which right. is kind of what we were talking about in the previous segment yes it's it's something that requires um, an investment it requires the dailiness it requires more than just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, place in this world. Ooh boy! This is the big jam. This is his biggest hit. The wind is moving, but I am standing still. A life of pages waiting to. A heart that's hopeful, a head that's full of dreams But this becoming 
is harder than it seems feels like i'm looking for a reason roaming through the night to find my place in this world my place in this world not a lot to lean on i need your light to help me find my place in this world my Great guitar solo. Uh, yes, um, let's get to that. Key change. My face off. The dude, the guitarist at the show, yeah, he pulled nailed it, off. it. Pulled it off. Nailed it. We gave all, some woos. Yeah, all up and even with the. the <laughs> nailed it's it. Such an early '90s guitar solo. <laughs> it is it. so over the top. It's uh, so good because it's my number two. It's my number two. Yes, dude. What if we nail all three? What if it took Michael W. Smith <laughs> to bring to us finally to, get us there. to bring us together? <laughs> I mean, this one. I obviously knew this one, but it's like it's a pretty perfect early '90s pop song. Oh like, man, across the board, it is. It 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 feels it feels like trying to you know he's trying to I mean trying to find his identity. Who is yeah, he? Man. Um, but we also need to talk um, Mark Lowry ah. because you you don't I don't think you're familiar with Mark Lowry. I don't think so. Christian comedian. Oh right, you mentioned this. I mentioned this to you, but he's you got never a parody or something. He's got a parody. So this was hitting my sweet spot back in the day. <laughs> Christian song parodies. <laughs> oh yeah. man, this Ooh, was nice. this was everything, and so. Mark Lowry had a song. Sounds familiar. My hairline's moving, but I am standing still. A chin like Leno's. Nose big as a hill A face that's perfect Is always in my dreams Hope they can fix mine Without too many scenes That's why I'm looking for a surgeon Who work overtime To find my face in this world world not a lot to work with I need his knife to help me find my face in this world my face in this world 
so it's really like Weird Al times Michael W. Smith, <laughs> which is just like right up your alley. It is, <laughs> which is why I was like, oh my god, that's pretty great. Becky, he really <laughs> look at this parody. <laughs> he really nails uh, Smitty's vocal delivery. Pretty good. I mean, <laughs> he's um, but I. I need I need his knife to help me find my face in this world. <laughs> it's pretty silly. Did he do like parodies of Christian songs, or um, like parodies of all songs? And... No, he was he was like a he was mostly a stand up comedian. Okay, and then he like did some like song parodies and some, and some other songs. But like, um, <laughs> like lo- looking back on on some of this comedy, it's like. Oh boy, like it's it, it's not as funny sure. now right, sure. as um, it's got some like making fun of you know like making fun of Northerners sort of thing. It's sure. like oh hilarious, Mark Lowry, <laughs> you're hilarious. Anyway, well that was pretty great. Yeah. So, um, Ooh, should we go west? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are in Magnified Studios West. It's true. It's practically Wild West out here. <laughs> tumbleweeds rolling by. Ooh, tumble down, tumbleweeds. Yes. The, the tumble, dir- tumble down train choo-choo. It's pulling into the station. missed it we missed it i considered it yeah i mean there's some other there's some other songs i can't <coughs> i just couldn't ignore yeah and the it's uh this is yeah it's pretty funky pretty funky yeah um <laughs> sweet guitar got some harmonics in there yeah um yeah, this is one that once the chorus kicked in, I was like, oh, I know this one. I yeah. feel like that's a fair amount of these. And the chorus is super fun. And yep. Got it's a, a good little, time. Got a little um, uh, Manifest Destiny in there. <laughs> I, I hope that's not really what he's saying, but, you know. I don't know. Go west Certainly. and the evil goes east. Yeah, that's true. We did look at these lyrics earlier, and I was like, "That's that's tough." I don't <laughs> so. know. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're looking and reading into it too much. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what George H. W. said about it. Maybe we need to <laughs> pray for each other. I think so. Pray for me. Oh. 
at like that the bass at the beginning of the concert. It's a me. snoozer. Yeah. Doesn't really do much for me. No, but we did pray hands for him and he pray hands for us. So. He did. Pray hands for me. <laughs> pray hands for you. Uh, and he did it. Um, so why don't we just move along to Ooh. the longest song. <laughs> Push in six and a half minutes. Dump it. I I knew the song when they just started, like yeah. the first like thir- three <laughs> seconds, and I was like secret ambition, and you're like, and then when it took you to starting the lyrics, I was like, you're like, oh yeah, this one, up on the hillside, kind of speaking of the boss, it's a little bit Brucey, telling a story yeah. about Jesus. Spoiler alert. Flame. This is it is a fun song. Um, You everybody also needs to go and look up the Secret Ambition music video because (laughs) it's it's got some dope Michael wearing like sleeveless vest (laughs) um, fashion. They kind of had like some general desert imagery behind him. Oh wow! And Jesus is definitely in this video. Oh yeah, with a this, mullet. This is a <laughs> Michael, Michael rocking wow. a mullet with white, good. like a white tee and a yeah. sleeveless, like <laughs> that can only be described as like if Bill Cosby wore vests. It's kind of, yeah, like a Ferris Bueller style a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it is. But um, he's looking good. He is looking good. Did you know we did we talk about how he was one of People Magazine's most beautiful people alive or whatever? Yep. Uh, good for him. He still looks good. That mullet, though. Yeah, um, it's. <laughs> this is epic. White Jesus looks like Michael Levy's man. <laughs> this is really something. 
brush the hair back. Wait for the... the tears the veil away. Yes, you it's, said during the show, like, why don't they just play the Secret Ambition video behind them? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hadn't seen this, so. And, well, they, they had, like, an updated, like, more yeah, landscape like desert imagery, yeah. But then they do, like, a full-on, like, the whole video Crosses. does, like, a full-on crucifixion <laughs> Yeah, that's scene. what you want in your video. Boy, this is intense. This was, like, pre-Passion of the Christ, yeah. and I just want to say... Uh, Smitty did it first. Yeah. <laughs> Mel. Yeah. This is... Uh, I think Mel's down with Smitty. Mel Gibson. I don't know. Oh, man. Probably not Catholic enough. Look at that. Look at that profile. <laughs> it's beautiful. Look at that. Flowing that from flowing. the business straight on down to the party. <laughs> oh, Smitty. You got it. You, you still got it. Uh, there's so many more songs. <laughs> Do you know who Emily is? Um, it's funny you should ask because Tiger Jack also had a song called Emily. Oh, interesting. Might be about the same lady. No, I don't know. But I know that the song is a bummer, just like ours was. <laughs> in an endless time, waiting for a sign to show you where to go. Is that Emily? Oh, no. That's Billy Graham. Lost <laughs> Toby Mac, too. In a silent stare. Song is Looking anywhere. I can't do it. <laughs> Not even to the chorus, bro. This is Emily and Pray For Me are kind of in the same... Agreed. Kind of the same camp. They kind of feel like the same song. I think one of his kids is named Emily, so maybe that's a possibility. Um, I don't need to know the answer, though. <laughs> he does have an, a song called Emily. Uh, or it's, uh, he has a child named Emily. Well. Ryan, Whitney... Catherine, uh, Tyler Michael, Anna Elizabeth, and Emily Allison. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Speaking of cool, cool, cool. Cool enough for you? Oh, wait. Old enough to know.
little bit of a bummer. <laughs> it's a lot of bit of a bummer. <laughs> um, so this whole this <laughs> song <laughs> came um, on uh, no pun intended um, on the album The Big Picture, which was sort of meant to be kind of addressing questions of um, stuff that was going on in in in, in young people's lives mm-hmm. so um the if you kind of look at the wikipedia it talks about themes of escapism abstinence um which is what this song is about positive self-image um and i think overall that's i think it's a kind of a smart idea to have a sure to be like yeah like old enough to know is like a, a good concept of like, yeah, let's not treat children like they're children when they got a lot of stuff going on. But for the conclusion, I don't know. I feel like the lyrics kind of bum me out. It also feels like a little like <clears throat> the guy's manipulative and you don't know what you want. You couldn't possibly want this. He's must be the one. He right, must right. be the one talking you into she what, agency here. <clears throat> she has no agency. It's almost sort of like, I don't know if it's a little slut shaming, like, you know, how are you going to feel tomorrow right. when you give it away? And this is, you're losing what is yours. And it's like, I mean, he's the one with the sleeveless leopard print vest <laughs> no slut shaming <laughs> um, you should know yeah um i don't know it's like you're a breed of few and far between it's like this is that whole like yeah whatever the book is that we talked about on our well he purity he, ep. well he wrote a book called old enough to know ah. and talked about these themes and like um, I looked it up and, and actually in the back of the book, it had a lot of decent resources yeah, that's cool. like suicide prevention, abuse, um, like a lot of resources for, um, kids to kind of like, if they've got stuff going on, you know, here's something you can reach out to. Yeah. But then there were some like questionable, sure. um, organizations. I was looking into one and... <laughs> And I'm not saying, I mean, it probably, there was probably, there wasn't a website back in 1985, Yeah. but like, I was looking at one of the organizations that does have a website now, and it like has some like, you know, what to do if you think you're gay, and it's like, mm. oh boy. I thought I got out of Yikesville. Yeah. Turns out I'm still here. <laughs> still there. So, I don't know what the deal was back in 1985, but... Yeah. Um, Interesting. Well, yeah. I, you know, I give him a certain level of credit for trying to, like, meet kids where they are and yeah. wrestle through things, but... Sure. Uh, questionable. You know what's not, though? Ooh. It's the sound of pulling into Rockettown. Oh, man. Get off get off the train. <laughs> get out of Yikesville. Get out of Yikesville right into Rockettown. Two for one 
Inside the crowded bars, the girls would make their run out on the boulevard. It was a yard of place we lived the ways of Rockettown, 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 around by the streetlight in the heart of the nightlight. This was also on that same the record, right? Yes, that makes sense. Crowd, Ooh, yeah, we didn't um, So this was this is the um, <laughs> this is the Michael W. Smith way to do it. Um, just so many verses and pre-courses before he really makes big, you wait. Yeah, really makes you wait off. for the chorus. Number three. I knew it was. Yeah. Where was he going? Oof. Yeah. Ugh, I love that. I'm, I'm vibing on it. You see, Andrew, it's a parable. It is. Jesus, where would he show up today? Perhaps in a seedy bar called yeah, Rocket Town. That's true. Um, hanging out with the the prostitutes. That's right. Um, because the the girls are doing what? their, uh, what was their, do, <laughs> making their runs out on the boulevard. Yeah. Uh, you so know, what's funny? What's, what is funny? Tell me what's funny. <laughs> I could good. use a good laugh. <laughs> Well, get this. He named his club in Nashville, which still exists, Rocket Town. What? Kind of a funny move since it's painted as a, you know, kind of sinister place in it this is, song. It's a safe, drug, and alcohol-free place for teenagers to hang out. Hey, we know those kind of places. Yeah, we do. Christian punk bands play there. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, features after-school classes, skateboarding, video games, concerts. <laughs> Sounds like a place. Radical. Sounds like a place for libs who need a safe space. <laughs> Should have called it Snowflake Town. <laughs> Burn. But um, do you know who recorded a live CD and DVD there? Ooh, tell me. Between the Buried and Me. Oh wow! One of my favorite bands of all time. Go ahead, Rocket Town. They did Rocket that Rocket Town there. Um, um, I don't know if Adam from North Carolina. Um, knows them, but uh, from Raleigh, NC, they recorded a live album there, their album Colors, and also the Christian metal band Demon Hunter filmed a live show there. Wow. I don't know what it is about Rocket Town and all the metal bands, hey man. but I don't know, maybe Rocket Town's got some, it's got some good, good, good cred. Rocket Town. It's... 1500 standing room only capacity. Wow, that's quite large. That is a, yeah, rock, punk, alternative, hardcore, metal, emo, indie rock, hip hop, rap. And Sounds like a. Smitty. And Smitty. He does Tuesday nights yep, every week. When he's out on the boulevard <laughs> um, making his runs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I. That's a jam. It is a jam. Certified. <laughs> Certified. Jam. Rock it down, 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 rock it down
Really hits me right in the synthy late 80s. Who does this sound like? I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> is it like, like a lot of um, songs kind of remind you of somebody else? It does. It it sort of makes me think of like um, a Paul Simon Graceland feel. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Or Peter Gabriel. Yes, I don't know. Sure. Something. Yeah. It's, it's got that vibe for me. I like those dudes. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> I am sure. Okay. This is just peak 80s. Like it's like the Doogie Hazard theme song or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dear diary. Dropping tr- he's dropping dropping truth bombs. sitcom opening song 100% like freeze framing like <laughs> nobody can see that <laughs> we're we're doing, doing some poses pantomimes <laughs> um this is an interesting one yeah i'm 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 okay without it. Agreed. It doesn't. It's. It's not my. It's not my favorite. You're not sure. I am. <laughs> I am sure. I am in parentheses, not sure. Uh, I am. I don't know. It. 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 It's. It's from his album Mike W. Smith Two. Wow, with that cover. The, with a very solid. Is really something. Really 1984 cover. <laughs> the guy that trapper keeper. <laughs> White pants, argyle sweater, or like t-shirt over a oh, long boy. sleeve shirt, okay. jumping, j- jumping through shapes, <laughs> jumping through shapes. Band this, name called it. My, my, <laughs> damn it! I wanted jumping through shapes to be my synth metal band. Ooh, um, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, he's. It's almost like he's jumping through his own sweater. It's deep, it's, man. It's, it's and it's like socks are argyle too. Just a lot. Going There's on. a lot of argyle happening. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's like I don't know. It should just been called like Michael W. Smith, like geometry or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's um. Off of that record. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you know who's Mike Hudson? He like wrote. Um, a bunch of these he's like he like wrote a bunch of songs he did he's like done some writing with amy grant um get him on the pod get him on the pod gotta get i mean you you know uh you know amy so so maybe you can get her to hook us up i'll i'll ask her (laughs) and now the moment we've been leading up to Douche. 
songs <laughs> you um you would you had texted me it's a, it's a little tough <laughs> the planted in the fertile soil of you it's just like that's a lot it is a lot i don't i don't entirely understand <laughs> no no um there's a metaphor yeah in there i don't know like anytime you're talking about somebody being fertile it's, <laughs> it's kind of a bummer yeah you're, you're headed toward um, yeah, you're, you're, Bummer town. Bummer town. <laughs> yeah, you can get off at Yikesville station yep. before you get to Bummer town. Um, he, uh, as we said, we, he, um, wrote that with his wife and I'm pretty sure that's her singing mm-hmm. on the song. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other thoughts on that other than um, hopefully we can get some some ticks to Friends 35? <laughs> uh, I hope so. No, no further thoughts. Okay. Um, it's not, I, I realize its importance among the canon. Yeah. But it's not, uh, How many, not a deep one for me. Um, out of all of the, uh, keep in mind, during a time, let's say the, um, um, early early 90s to late 90s how many christian schools played this as like their graduation <laughs> yeah, song right well i would i would hazard a guess to say Hunda? all of them. <laughs> yeah all of it yep um and close now for that classic worship song close it out with some worship bro close it out ooh this is one i did not realize was him and i have for sure heard Ooh, man, if I was worshiping and that that came on, I'd be like, oh, I'm ready. Like, this is a well-known song now. Yeah. I think I've mentioned that I 
grew up in a church. It was like Episcopalian, but kind of low church. And it was like a bunch of sort of former hippies leading worship. Yeah. Electric guitars were certainly present. And I'm confident this was played. Well, yes. <laughs> it sounds if familiar. Grew, if you grew up in a church that was <laughs> even, this time period that even, had guitars. Ad- <laughs> even adjacent to, yeah. um, like evangelical or like yeah. you're, you 100% heard this song. Uh, it's a solid 80s hymn. Or, like or as the deer yes. panteth for the water. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, I'd, it's a good one. Good for him. Good for him. He's <laughs> He is a, a hit maker. It's true. Um, anything else about, about Smitty that we should... I feel like we've really explored the depths. We have. We have plumbed we've, Smitty's depths. We've... we've <laughs> Uh, again, we apologize. Anybody <laughs> from his team, if you're listening, uh, we, they have they stopped listening yeah, about two, two and, and a half, half hours, hours ago. ago. <laughs> um, he, uh, we met the man. We went to see him in concert. We did a deep dive. I, I feel, I feel thoroughly smittified at this point. So. Yeah, yeah. I, was, um, I enjoyed my stay in Rocketown. I got to say, it was a good time. I, I, you know, like when it comes to. Uh, Rock Town, I'd um, I'd visit again. Yeah. I'd like to. Uh, I'm curious about actually going to the real Rock Town. Uh, Nikki P, tell us. Nikki P, tell us. Yeah. Like? Nikki P, have you been to who? Uh, question of the week: Who uh-huh. has been? No, it's not the question. <laughs> no, but I'm curious yeah. if anybody's been to Rock Town. Rock Town. Yeah. Rock Town. <laughs> and does Smitty still hang out there? Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I, th- I think Smitty still lives in. Cashville. I believe so. Uh, there's a Smitty with our girl. That's right. AG. Amy. Yeah. Um, They're buds. They are buds. He just posted on the gram the other day a picture of them doing uh, photographs for their upcoming Christmas something. <laughs> so. Remember remember when the entire Christian um, world turned their back on her because she got a divorce? And because she sang Baby Baby like the devil. <laughs> Uh, what a great song, though. Yep. Perhaps we'll do. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an Amy Grant pun, and I got nothing right now. Yeah. I, I Podby, know. Podby. <laughs> not good. <laughs> not my finest effort. No, it's it's fine. We uh, we don't need to venture back into CCM anytime CCM soon. anytime soon. Fair enough. Yep. Well, I think that that about does it. What are we at? Six hours. Um, I think we're at our usual. Usual three. <laughs> usual three. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 well, cool, let us know your thoughts about our stay in Rocketown over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can rate and review us. Smash that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, what <laughs> Five else? Five stars. Leave Five us stars, reviews. please. We um, like those stars. Yeah, we do. And you can leave us a voicemail, 872 MagPod. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. Support our Michael W. Smith and non MWS related projects at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. Uh, head over, get some of that merch. Yeah. Magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Hey, speaking of Patreon, we got to shout out our That's girl, right. Jen Mandigo. Last second of the pod. I know. I <laughs> we'll, we'll throw up a post or something. Yeah, we got to. We. Our girl Jen Mandigo, our newest Patreon, our punk. newest Patreon punk. Thank you, Jen. Um, so, gotta get in, gotta get in on that, uh, that sweet, sweet action. That's right. Join um, their ranks. Yeah. So, 
John, I, I think this might be, um, maybe our last app for a while. Could be, be. because we we're going to be retooling. Yeah. For uh, our newest podcast ever. It's true. So we're kind of preparing. I'm, um, taking a dive down that skull hole. Yeah, we are. We're gonna getting, getting deep, getting deep in that horn hole. Um, sure. <laughs> and you know, I've been um, as I did for MXPX. I'm kind of picking up those wayward uh, Five Iron records nice. that I haven't owned. Specifically, some of the CDs. Um, just kind of preparing, getting yeah. ready. Um, because I think some of the stuff that you have come to know and love about Magpod is going to stay the same. Yeah. Some of it might be a little different. Um, but you know, we'll always, always be magnified pod. Um, just with a a different focus, we'll always return to MXPX stuff when it becomes, um, you know, um, some stuff comes out like, um, new music or new, you know, if there's ever a new documentary, new shows, that yeah, sort of stuff. But, sure. um, we still have some interviews and things that we're, we're still planning, but, um, I don't know. I don't even know if we're still trying to do, plan an interview with, uh, um, much the same. I think we got to do it. Um, yeah, we got to, we'll make some of these things happen. Yeah. We got some things that we got some things to do, but I don't know what, uh, I don't know what our sketch is going to be. We'll we'll keep everybody posted. One thing I do know is that you know, friends are friends forever, if the Lord's the Lord of them. So so we're screwed. <laughs> I feel like Magpie Nation. We're we're all going to be together. That's true. The Lord's the Lord of us. You mean Mike Carrera? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. H-bomb. I assume that's who Michael W. Smith is talking about too. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. Michael Michael W. Smith. Um, in 1980, when did that song come out? <laughs> yeah, early 80s. He's talking about a child. Little baby Mike. Yep. Yep, I knew it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, we'll keep everybody posted on, on what happens next, uh, but, you know, whatever happens, it'll be about time for a podcast at our house, and it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? our way out of here. I like you too, Mike.